This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate and Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, the 2016 Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs are proudly brought to you by the Catholic Church, where touching the officials is A-OK. The Eels face more salary cap trouble as they're blindsided by players performing at a level where they actually deserve payment. Australian footballer has his dick pulled off without a palaver or fouls on in sight. And we preview all the action for round three of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 213 of This Week in League, aka the uh, the Long Beach episode. I'm Nate. I'm Jay. Big referential retard t- <laughs> test for you right there. <laughs> and the blank look on your face tells me that you are... The Long Beach episode, explain that one. Oh, 213 is like area, area code for Long Beach. Now, why would I know that? Well, because of fucking like Warren G and Snoop. <laughs> Regulate. Oh, for example, yeah, okay. the first fucking verse that Nate Dog does. Okay, I'm um, yeah, you know, I full credit. I guarantee you, if if Nate Dog was here, you know, choosing which one of us to to ride with him, he'd obviously go by the one that knew his uh, his area code. You know, he well, uh, it's lyrics in regulate though. Yeah. This is the thing. It's not just like a some some weird little fucking tidbit. Okay. I mean, it's his, it's, his, it's his first verse in the song. Okay. Like his you, first part. You, the part that fucking arrived, he arrived on the scene. You, you just you just <laughs> keep going being the uh, the Dr. Sheldon Cooper of Nate G lyrics. <laughs> I, don't, I know who Sheldon, Sheldon Cooper is and don't dare ever fucking bring a Big Bang Theory reference into this fucking show ever. 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 That show's fucking terrible. <laughs> that is like the worst fucking show except for Two and a Half Men. Not show, like comedy. There's worse shows. I don't know. Manly were a, a pretty decent comedy on uh Yeah, on but, I mean, that was, that, but that was actually funny, though. <laughs> That's what, this is what I'm saying. And there was no laugh track there, too. As a rule, comedies with laugh tracks are generally shit. If a show needs to tell you when to laugh, then if, if, it's, if it's rocking with that fucking crutch, it was like fucking Alex McKinnon shows. Like, I mean, if a show needs a crutch for a laugh track, then Big Ouch. Bang Theory is Alex McKinnon. Ouch, okay. In two and a half minutes, Christopher Reeve. Okay. No worries, I'll bring my uh, my US white pages next Slash week. Slash Braden William of TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> no one's bitter. No one's bitter. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no bitterness there, I just feel like, you know, we, we, can, we, we, we can call, a, call a, a, a shit player a shit player. I mean, that's, that's, if that is not one of the fucking pillars that this show was founded upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They come here that. and tell me that I can't call fucking Brayden <laughs> Lee shit fucking player. Sheldon Cooper of players or something. Or Sheldon Cooper is the Brayden William of characters in sitcoms. Yeah, I fucking said it, nerds. Come at me. Run straight, you little bitches. Um, but also, welcome to all our new listeners. <laughs> Even, even the ones that like uh, Big Bang Theory, because if we can give you two hours of enjoyment a week that keeps you away from that monstrosity, then we're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't say that as an atheist. Um, 
<laughs> but I am continually blown away by the massive influx of new listeners each season. And then, you know, they sort of build on episode on episode. So welcome to all of you. Um, because in an age where everyone has their own rugby league podcast, it's great that people still continue <laughs> to choose to listen to this show. <sighs> if you come to us on, uh, yeah. on purpose, welcome. If you're yeah. here by accident, just hang out for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll if be you, gentle. And if you start your own podcast, just let, us, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> we'll give you a hand. <laughs> um, okay, I'll uh, see the mailbag for the week. Um, shout out to Mitch the Geo on Twitter. Uh, on the birth of his daughter on Sunday morning, at the time of, uh, of us recording the show tonight, she's never seen the Knights lose a match. That's phenomenal. Although... There's a very good chance that she'll be off the tit before she sees them win. <laughs> <laughs> now, to Twitter. But no, uh, congratulations, sir. Well um, done. Good dude. All the best for you and your family. But not for your football team. Now, Twitter, Slerius, at Slerius. So just listening to uh, last week's This Week in League, long live Schwankervescence, Arpops, Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. Yeah, he'll never go anywhere. We love old Arpops. <laughs> And uh, and he's actually he actually he's actually a good bloke in real life. Um, I, was, oh, I was very very fucking drunk when I met him, so my perception may have been skewed somewhat. Uh, Paraman Mark Two, two rounds into the 2016 season, and I haven't yelled at the TV once over refereeing, time wasting tactics, or anything. Loving it in capitals, and that's that is very important because 99 percent of his tweets ever historically would be. Shitting on Chris Sando. I'm going back like the whole time I've known Kyle. Shitting on Chris Sando. <laughs> shitting on Jeff Robson. Um, was, and was shitting that, on referees. Was that tweet before or after Semi did his uh, Greg Luganis this impression? It was after. It was just, it was like last night or today. Okay. I think wow. it was. I think it was yesterday or wow. last night or something. Yeah. This is. Uh, yeah. This is a good thing for Kyle because. Um, yeah. It was. He was reducing his lifespan, his expected <laughs> lifespan. Uh, just, just rugby league, just his general <laughs> involvement in rugby league. Uh, Tor Hayden, are you guys going to keep a spreadsheet this year to make it easier when we have to vote Twitter War of the Year? Hoops versus Josh, first entry. I don't know if you saw that, but um, yeah, that was pretty entertaining. It was great being the one like you know, observing like a Twitter war and going, oh, okay. This is this is why people find it so enjoyable. I I, I get this. Um, look, we we've never had a Twitter award, Twitter War of the Year award, but yeah, I, I think that would be definitely the a valid first entry and um and an outstanding favourite. The spreadsheet idea. I mean, we probably should keep incidents of like, you know, gronkish activity and uh and you know great fan activity and things like that to help us help us make the short list come the end of the year um, that, that that part is a great idea even though you're taking the piss for the first part uh, DMC Briz the uh, and we'll get into this story a little bit later but he said uh, the, the Storm Doctor confirms that Billy Slater's shoulder would have been much worse had his knees not done so much work in trial line defence <laughs> So I'm saying probably would have actually actually completely killed his career with no speculation about it. Saloony Poz. Finally got to listen to this week in league. Great to have you back. Good work, Jay. Hash Glenn Who. Nate, you always bring it. Thanks, mate. Oh. Shucks. Um, and he's going hash Twent Eel 16. Well, it's pronounced Twent L16 for starters. And a hashtag makes no sense. Parramatta fans, more than any other fan base, do love to try and fucking put stuff in like eel into like the the year to try and make some thing yeah happen be, because no one has ever tried yeah. that with anything 
Yeah, but they'll, they'll like try it every year though. There's like there's never any there's never any situation. What was last year? Oh. It wasn't even that good that you remember it. No, it's, okay. it's like you know how there's like the the, the uh, generally they try and stick it in the teen part because it's got the EE. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Look, the fact that I'm struggling to formulate a sentence about explaining to you how they did it just tells you what a terrible idea it was in general. <laughs> uh, Ernie Oz, I miss Glenn. But really like the new dynamic Jared brings to the show. Big lols. Read the Gallon slash Origin talk this week. You get some good reviews and there are a couple more in here. I should have actually sandwiched them all together so you got this big, you know, fucking injection of love. Big but circle. We're going to spread it out over the first couple of minutes of the show yeah. though. Uh, Aiden Stalker. A bit late listening this week, but worth it for the Willie Arm rant. Poetry at its finest. Should have, someone needs to put it to, you know, some vision. Put it on YouTube. Get all the hits. At Whipsy77, I was skeptical about Glenn's replacement. How dare you? But after listening to him do a whole segment on putting shit on the dragons, I'm sold. It's going to... fucking not hard to do. <laughs> no, not hard. I, I, I imagine it'll probably, the theme will probably continue this week too, <laughs> after the weekend. Uh, at Cobra Burgers, which was always one of my favourite Twitter handles. Uh, hash Glenn in decline for the hashtag of the year. That's not, that's not nice. Look, in fairness, we have had a vote for Bring Back Glenn. It's true. For hashtag the so year. it's neck and neck at the moment. Two of you care, one on each end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, your friend and mine, and, uh, far, far longer your friend, uh, Mr. Wars. Mr. Underscore Wars. The most fucking bogan Aussie thing in league ever. Shark Park has been renamed Southern Cross Stadium. I'm done. He continues. Why don't they just call Cronulla Wright Stadium and have Reclaim Australia as a halftime entertainment? Then he goes, continues... <laughs> Now officially my most hated team, bar none. Well done, Cronulla Sharks, you fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he's tapering for a race and he's only eating carrots and tin tuna mm. and just basically raging against the world. At Claire Simo, have lost my voice but gasping with laughter at Nate's plan for Braden William. I'll bring the matches. <laughs> You're most welcome, my love. At Mick the Perm. Listening to This Week in League with Jar TV. It's cool. Kind of like he's a cool stepdad, but I still love the birth father. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is fine with me because yeah, Glenn's uh, how, pay all the child support. Yeah. How, dare, how dare the perm, though, as a Penrith supporter? How dare he go against one of his own, though? Like, oh, because like I, it was kind of vague. It was like it was complimentary, but it was with a but. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I rate Penrith fans for the most part. Yeah. Uh, as level-headed, able to call a spade a spade, <laughs> genuine in their assessment of facts. I'm, th- I'm thinking... Very intelligent of, fan base. I'm thinking of something that rhymes with <laughs> schlobo <laughs> that completely part, nullifies everything For the most said. part. <laughs> At Mario Siegs, with these... Uh, with these tight losses and a fan as a twill host, Penrith might have to be the team described as hash so brave. Hashtag so brave. I don't, I don't know why that I, was ever in question. I saw, yeah, but this is the thing. I, I saw a, an article today, and it wasn't newsworthy in itself, so I didn't stick it in the news section. But the headline was something about the Tigers being <laughs> so brave. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why, but um, yeah. Um, and at 26 rounds, is the co-host chair now haunted and their team's always destined to fail? Hash curse of, curse of the Glen Beano. Hash Panthers in decline. Uh, who was that? This was uh, Jake at 26 rounds. Jake at 26 rounds. 
you're obviously a brand new rugby league fan because for you to say that you've missed well, not only last year but pretty much every year that the the Panthers are and remember they've had like definitely like mini declines play. as well. Like remember was it was it 2010 the year that they were fucking like just dynamite second. Finished second. Dynamite. And they got in the finals and got blasted out in yeah. straight sets. Like, yeah. really meekly. So I remember that yeah. shithouse game against Canberra the first round of the finals. Oh, where, that was horrible. We uh, lost to them two weeks ago. was fucking, his, his eyes were well enough. Was, week, week before the finals. Yeah. And then they got us, we had them last game of the regular season. Yeah. And the first week of the finals. And that was just an awful game in general. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, it was just like touch football, but, oh man. So, um, no. Panthers, Panthers aren't declining at, at such a... Uh, a rapid rate over such a long period of time to uh, to get that hashtag. They kind of plan. Yeah. yeah, still with the Panthers, I'm still inclined to give them somewhat of a pass just because they do have a horrendous injury toll and surely someone is to blame in the organisation. Otherwise, they're just really like the un- most unluckiest club in the history of rugby league. Yeah. And on, on that note, I, I can't remember who it was and I'm really sorry about this, but somebody actually tweeted some stats at uh, okay. at Gus yeah. a couple of weeks ago okay. about the the finishing position of every single team. Oh, and the injuries they inc- um, incurred that time. And the injuries that had that af- after they had the Cougar a strength and conditioning coach. Oh, like I said, it was literally Cougar stats. Yeah. yeah. And, and? Saying that, uh, and uh, Diabolical? Yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. It just makes... I mean... Uh, so... Just makes me what makes me wonder though. I mean, you know, could you know one guy have that much of an influence and and escape scrutiny for it over a number of clubs and a number of years? Uh, yes, because I'm not sure that many NRL teams look at stats like that. Of course, they they look at more stats than we've oh. ever had access to. Yeah. They look at all sorts of fucking granular shit. Like like we, in terms of like what you see in in game stats and individual player stats, they have far more in-depth stuff than that. Yeah, definitely. Like, players. You know, yeah. So they, they, would have, they would have to be crunching these numbers. I mean, they're not stupid. But, you know, as... Uh, if someone on Twitter, if, if some guy on Twitter, <laughs> at some guy on Twitter, can come up and furnish all these as, statistics... As we say. I dare say. That, Cor- a, that a professional sports department... Correlation is not causation. <laughs> um... But generally, but where, there's smoke, there's smi- uh, yeah. where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just glad he didn't up, end up at ours. Because there was talk that that may be the case. And let's face it, every other Penrith fucking import's working so well for us at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> general stuff. Um, all right. The merch conversation's been ongoing on Twitter. And uh, I feel like it's starting to come to sort of a, you know, a resolution and one of the options that people seem to enjoy is a snapback. Now, we spoke about doing new hats before because, you know, the, the hats we've got at the moment, A, not as many of them left around, and B, like the old logo. So they're a little bit um, out of date. Mm. So if we do snapback, it's a style we haven't done before, plus we get the new logo on there, so no one's, it's not going to double up on anything for anyone. So that's a good thing. And someone was uh, was talking. Where is it? I got Jason. Jason's at Jason's four hundred on Twitter, but he's uh, he claims he wasn't the first one and he got it from somewhere else. But suggested doing like a footy in there, and so I looked into it, and that's doable, I think. 
Some, I'm thinking if the numbers add up, we might go snapback and footy, plus a couple of other bits and pieces that I've already sort of uh, figured out. So uh, great suggestions, everyone. And um, with the footy thing, it's so fucking obvious. I just can't believe we didn't do it already over previous years. It's so obvious. And, you know, you can get your footy, do what you want with it, fill it with rocks, throw it at fucking... <laughs> Throw out a brain willy arm when you're on this side of the field. I mean, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> you, could, you could choke him with it, choke brain willy arm with you to a football. You could just, you know, use it, you know, fill it with coins and just, yeah, you know, just give him a big, give him a big fucking right hook to brain willy arm. You know what? You could douse it in chloroform and then wait in the bushes for Jack DeBellin's fucking hairdresser to come out of his house in the morning. Look, the hairdresser's been paid to provide a service. He's not like... I'm pretty sure that Jack DeBellin doesn't sit in the seat and go, all right, give me the coolest fucking thing you've got. And then the hairdresser go, top knot. So, I don't know. I think he comes in and says, make me look like a samurai had sex with a fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> so you're giving the hairdresser the old, I was just following orders defense. Well, they generally do though, don't they? Okay. It's very rare that you go into a hairdresser and say, look, fucking show me what you got. Unless you've got like a trusting... You know, this is your hairdresser for five years and you know that they've got the fucking goods and they're not going to make you look like some kind of fucking, you know... Yeah, okay. Fucking dickhead samurai. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Like, urban samurai. People, I mean, you know, you're going along with that urban samurai thing, but that actually sounds really fucking cool. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Urban samurai. There's nothing cool. Urban samurai. About being a fucking urban samurai. what What about fucking ghost dog? Who the fuck's a fucking ghost dog? Oh, Jesus. So that's two references in one episode. Oh, you're settling in just fine. Uh, that's, okay. That seat must okay. have fucking asbestos or fucking thalidomide <laughs> or something in it. Help me out, Twill Nation. Who, who else knows what ghost dog is? I guarantee you we're going to get tweeted out the fucking wazoo about ghost dog. Okay. The urban samurai, cool as fuck. Now, my wife thought ghost dog would be. I fucking I'd t- put her on. Why shouldn't she tell you? <laughs> Namely, because she was at the movies and watched the same movie that I did at the same time. But, um, yeah, uh, we got uh, Giannis. Giannis Mateus again. Any chance of a trucker's hat instead of a snapback? Zero. Just, I think a trucker's hat is probably too divisive. I think it's too... I don't know. I, uh, I, a lot of people are going to go... A lot of people would go for snapback. I think there'd only be a subset of that group that would go the trucker's cap. Trucker's hat, I should say. Look, I'm live and let live when it comes yeah. to hat preferences. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, you don't wear hats. Tend to, to get in <laughs> that heavily into one camp or another. Um, oh, this is this is you as know. for it to cause friction. Um, yeah, hoodie's still definitely coming too, and uh, and the b-ball jersey maybe. I'm I'm trying to talk to a supplier who has been recommended very highly by um, one of the listeners, and uh, they're they're very very slow to get back to me on stuff, and I'm like. Decision. Yeah. I want to make a decision. Yep. Give me prices. Give me the right price. I'll fucking make a decision. Pay you right now. But yeah, this is, you know, it's taking longer than I'm, I expect. I demand service, sir. So get back to me very quickly. Um, UFC is on in Brisbane this weekend on Sunday morning. Starts early. Starts about 8.30 in the morning. But I think I serve beers from then too. So breakfast beers on Sunday. And uh, the Wayne's that the same time on the Saturday. So, if anyone's going, let us know, because I'm, I'll be there. I'm, I've been furnished with some very, very good seats by one of the more prominent members of the UFC team. 
So if you're going, hit us up. We'll try and catch up for a breakfast beer or something. Um, secondly, because I won't be there in a media capacity this time, I'll be there as a as a guest of someone. I'm going to take my rest fault scarf. <laughs> And, and if the opportunity should arise, because I will be in very good seat, so if the opportunity should arise and I see the dude, you know, the, the camera doing a sweep, I'll fucking throw up the rest fault. Get it up there, yep. The rest fault. I was thinking it'd be the first rest fault at a, at a UFC, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, and finally, um, thank you for the continuing good feedback about our Pommy brothers over there at Super League Pod. So make sure you throw in those guys' reviews and subscriptions on their iTunes as well. But um, don't be... Don't be like the, uh, the the foreigners who listen to, to this show. Change your iTunes store to the fucking Pommy one first, so then it shows up and then they'll see it, and they'll get some uh, some respect in their own homeland. Thank you very much. And um, on that note, let's hit up this week in Luke Dawn for the week. Vanquished Imperial underlings, welcome to This Week in Luke Dome, brought to you as always from the gents' toilets at Langtree Park by Tom and Mark of the Super League Pod. It's been an exciting week this week in the ESL, starting at Witness, where fans of the Vikings were able to witness the fitness this week as the Chemics ran out 46 points to 6 victors over the Hull FC side, featuring Frank Pritchard and Sika Manu in the second row. Neither, however, were able to do much to stop the likes of Corey Thompson and Charlie Runciman from racking up a big score for the home team. Over at Wigan, both Bofaloon was left deflated after, after his first Super League outing for Leeds as a dominant Wigan display saw them win 28 points to 6. With one of the game's great entertainers, Anthony Gelling, continuing his good early season form with a solo try. OK, and the over at St Helens, the enduring legacy of supercoach Brian Smith was tainted this week as St Helens treated the Langtree Park faithful to a 44 points to 4 win over the toothless Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. The cold train was derailed in Catalan as a late Chrissy Sandow try sealed a 30 points to 20 win for Warrington in the south of France. It was 16 points to 32 at the jungle this week with Salford maintaining their impressive early season form. Louis Karma made itself known for the first time in the Northern Hemisphere with the cunt himself going down to a hopefully career-ending leg injury. Every silver lining has a massive cloud however with cast fullback and future immortal Luke Dawn also seeing his afternoon cut short by injury. Two tries from the morally upright and even-tempered Justin Carney helped see the Red Devils home on a stop-start afternoon for the Tigers. Terry Campese's long-awaited injury return saw an inspired 42-minute display before the treatment room came calling once again. From six all at the time he went off, a hapless Hulk AR then fell to uh, Huddersfield, who got the first run of the season, 38 points to six. That took Huddersfield off the bottom of the table, moving them up to ninth. The top of the table is dominated by the Red Rose. That's the five right side of the Pennine sides that sit at the top of the league. news and uh, the first story this week I mean it's not news per se but it captured my imagination an Australian rugby league player has spoken at his horror of having his penis torn in a tackle 
Cronulla raised Hayden Peacock, told French footy he suffered the bizarre injury while playing for AS Carcassonne in France last month. The 23-year-old Irish international player was pulled to the ground by his manhood and only realised the extent of the injury at half-time. Quote, When we played UTC the other week, their centre pretty much ripped my dick off, Peacock told former Brisbane Broncos forward Guy Williams. He made a tackle by reaching out and grabbing my dick. Have you seen the photo? It's a classic. They put it on the front page of the paper. I took the ball off the scrum and made a half break, and their centre has come across from the inside and reached out in a last-ditch effort, and he's got a hold of my dick with one hand and pulled me down. There's a photo of me screaming in pain, and I finished out the half. The pain was all right. Then at halftime, I was like... I've got to have a look. I checked on it and the skin's half ripped off and I was like, shit, where's the doctor? Where's the doctor? Um, <laughs> they have to go. They had to go and get the UTC doctor and he came in and checked it out and he was like, oh man, you're going to have to go and get stitches. So I had to go to the clinic that night and they had to put 11 stitches around it to put the skin back together. I showed all the boys and they were pissing themselves laughing. In all of my career, I've never heard of anyone having anything like that happen. 11 stitches in the dick. I remember I had to strap it up all for the next game. I had to just go around it. The coach wanted me to go out and buy a cup, but I'm not going to play with a cup. I'm not going to be able to run. I just had to heavily strap it. It's all good now. I got the stitches out and it's all sweet. No dramas. Wow. <laughs> Is his last name legit? Yeah. <laughs> that that, that legit. very close to being a very unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, can we, can we get this guy a message somehow that that is not going to give him his NRL berth. Uh, There's been a lot of talk this year about the Manly Sea Eagles being completely dickless, as in just a team without dicks. No one's Um, ever said that. They're the dicks. (laughs) They have no dicks. No one's Um, ever said that. This guy doesn't understand we mean it metaphorically. Uh as someone who can actually talk from a little bit of experience here. Oh, uh, it's sex documentary time. <laughs> years and years and years ago, um, the the combination of uh, living in an apartment with a mate. Yeah, I, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm riveted. I don't know where this is going. It's going to be great. Uh, a, uh, a girlfriend who embarrassed easily said, mate, comes home as I uh, am just starting off the foray with her. As you're just basically unveiling the life. And she then proceeds to hear the front door open and instead of doing what a normal person would do and pull my pants back up, uh, she gave me a warp speed seven hand jibber (laughs) which I'd finished off and cleaned up and then unfortunately later on felt a uh, a wetness down in my nether regions and ended up in the hospital and I only had three stitches Um, (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with that (laughs) but Tool Nation you can rest assured that uh, old mate Peacock will be absolutely fine here's Dr J's tip of the week if you have a tear (laughs) to anything in uh, what's known as your anogenital region, (laughs) the high level of blood flow in that area uh, means that things heal very, very quickly and uh, very, very well. And I'm sure that he was as well given some uh, reverse Viagra pills to uh, stop with any accidental tearing (laughs) after the effect. 
What's reverse? What's so, a reverse of Viagra though? Oh, they they give you a pill to it's like a bottle of bourbon or stop something. you getting boners. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, just keep you drunk for a while. Just <laughs> <laughs> give you whiskey. <laughs> but, um, look, when I put that story in there, the, the, the last thing I expected to happen was a uh, was <laughs> you you revealing that you've had basically a quarter of that <laughs> happen it, to uh, you. It wasn't fun. You, you never look. Put it this way. You never want to look at your junk and see blood. <laughs> it's blood, yeah, blood, blood's pissing out of your groin area. Never a good thing. You're having a bad day, and I mean, it's going to scare you no matter how staunch you are. <laughs> what, what I did think would have been absolutely phenomenal, though, is if last weekend, Wade Graham had gone up to Old Mate Urban Samurai and just Temple of Doom style, <laughs> Kali Mahan, his dick off, and then showed it to him. <laughs> and just said, eat a bag, please. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just would have dropped dead right then. Um, <laughs> next story on that note. Um, domestic violence charges against uh, ex-NRL star Hazamel Masri have been dropped. The former Bulldogs player was due to face a hearing this week on charges of assault and assault occasioning actual bodily harm after his second wife made domestic violence allegations last October, but prosecutors told Bankstown Local Court on Monday the charges and a related application for an AVO had been reviewed and determination had been made to withdraw them. The charges were then formally dismissed by the magistrate and Eld Masri walked from court a free man. Uh, he reportedly secretly recorded the argument he and his wife or ex-wife had and uh, it basically refuted her version of events leading to the charges being dropped. Uh, she wanted to continue to pursue the matter, but a group of up to 20 senior police examined the evidence and decided that El Masri had no case to answer. I've always been confident with the legal system, and you know, truth just prevailed, El Masri told reporters outside court. I want to urge every lady, man, child, any person out there that's subjected to any domestic violence to make sure you report it. The justice system is there to protect us. So, uh, basically, he was... Uh, Stood down by, you know, he, he was actually involved in a lot of that, you know, that sort of stuff, like White Ribbon stood down from there instantly. Um, he was a, a youth mentor for the NRL, and uh, that was kind of scaled back after the charges. And so now, I uh, saw today, I think the Bulldogs have reinstated him with the work he was doing for them, uh, immediate, basically immediately resuming his role. And they had that statement out there very quickly, like, you know, within a couple of hours after the, the ruling came down. And, um, yeah, it, it's... The, when this first came out, the the allegations and you know people you know they, they they kind of take it very seriously you know at the you know as, as, it, as it should be taken but there is definitely a presumption of guilt on you I mean which you would have seen with um the whole sean kenny now you know situation yep. but like you know you, you you see you see a guy through his whole career and he seems like he's you know like a great guy and like a great role model and everything for his community and then you're like, that comes out, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I remember thinking at the time, like, damn, son, really? And so it's actually like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it was proven to be false because, you know, my, uh, you know, my image, my image of, uh, of who has him on Madrid was, you know, remains untarnished because that was one where you thought, you know, it's like the last one you'd suspect, you know? Yeah. Yep, so yep. It's, it's good that the system worked. Um, it's good that the system actually, you know, he had to go through the system, but, um, Geez, you know, it does suck, you know, because these things do tend to stick as well. But um, it's good to see that he's uh, getting back on track with the work he's doing. Yeah, look, I think Hazem handled that situation in as about as good a way mm-hmm. as is humanly possible. Yep. 
Um, he didn't make any fuss when it was going on. Yep. He was very reserved and respectful throughout this whole time. Uh, he nor anyone associated with him has made any negative comments about yep. this woman. Yep. He came out and he made a comment that he wanted to put it behind him. Yep. And he spoke about the effect that it had on his kids. But then finished it off with reminding everyone that domestic violence is not okay. Mm. It is real and shit, even though this was, you know... E- even though I had an allegation against me, it was proven false, please report all domestic violence. Yep. And the only thing that worries me about having um, two dads, Kenny Dowell and, and El Masri, so close together, yep. being proven innocent, yep. is that it then starts off the fuckwit brigade, uh, brigade out there. Yep. Every time there's something like this that go... Oh, they're full of shit. Oh, they're full of shit. Oh, they're full of shit. Get off, because, you know, it's a, yeah. Because here's the thing, just just some stats on this. 33% of women have experienced physical violence since the age of 15. So, uh, my standpoint on it hasn't changed, and Mm. I would be absolutely Our standpoint is fairly fairly well 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 documented. documented. (laughs) Yeah. that would be absolutely disgusted if at the next time this happens, because yeah. let's be frank, it will again. Oh, of course, absolutely. Um, that the person that makes the allegations is given anything uh, but the opportunity yeah. to take it through the legal system. Yep, yep, no, I agree. Um, or you, or you, what you want? I mean, if it happens, you want the, you want the person to be punished, you know, to the full extent of the law, yep. and if not. You know, you'd like to see that. You know, if someone gets you know false allegations, you'd like to see them beat it and get past it, and hopefully not have too much of a, you know, a black mark. Yeah, that's it. You know, stigmatise them for the rest of their life. In the age of social media, think they don't stick. If you're proven innocent, it doesn't stick like it used to. Yeah, you know, but the fullback in my side, (laughs) every time he touches the ball, it fucking sticks. And he's and you know and he's was a, a lot more malicious than you know yeah. the El Masri one and the and the the Sean Kenny Dow one. I mean, he was an actual psychopath who didn't have a relationship with him in any way, shape, or form. Yep. With a family, you know. Yep. Prone to fraudulently doing stuff and extorting yep. stuff, you know. He's was like an, a legit shakedown, and he's and still sticks. So, you know, it doesn't seem to have stuck with Sean Kenny Dow so much. I mean, it seems to be a bit of a there was like an exclamation point on it at the end, and then that's yep. kind of it. Again, but how yeah. long ago was Brett Stewart? Fucking 2000, 2009 was when it kicked off, and so it would go. have been like a year to eighteen months after that when it was so, finished. When when the actual case had been thrown out, so, so you're, you're talking seven years. That was when it was. It was preseason. It was yep. preseason seven years when the allegation, you know, was supposed to have happened. But I mean, you know, we're talking like eighteen months yeah. or so, like after you know it was resolved. So, so, so we're still talking like two thousand seven years ago. It wasn't even anywhere near as prevalent as it is today. The oh, news organisation yeah. was effective. It was there. Yeah. It was around. Yeah. But nowadays, everyone's on it all the time. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'd say that's probably the biggest difference as to why it sticks. Yeah. Possibly. Either that or. Um, Hasmel Masri is just not a cunt of a human being. Gee, that's not very fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you, sir? Um, Parramatta's bosses appear prepared to risk their team losing competition points to save their own positions. Now, I don't want to. I don't want this Parramatta salary cap shit to permeate the show, like Robert Louis and things like that that have happened in you know in the past, where it seems like every week there's a fucking new angle or new take on things. But the reason why I put this one in this week is because 
the the implication that if the people in charge at the time stand down or resign their positions in the eels, that then that would somehow head off the loss of salary cap. Well, sorry, the la- the loss of competition points due to salary cap breaches. It's just fucking ridiculous. They should stand down. Don't get me wrong, but. They still got to lose those points, though. I mean, fuck! Can you imagine like Melbourne Storm get yeah. you know you know harvest like you know a couple of premierships in a grand final, and and then they, and they you know and they, they don't get punished. You know, they they stand the people down and go, okay, the people who uh, who oversaw it all have uh, been punished, and uh, yeah, that's cool. They can keep everything, all the premierships, yeah. all the grand finals, minor premierships, all the money. They keep all that shit. We just wanted the heads of the people that presided over the organisation at the time of the infractions. Fuck that. I think the real losers here are... Yeah, Eels fans. fans. Well, don't shit. So, if there's one thing I know about Parramatta fans, they're the losers. Oh, kick them while they're down. Um, hey, no, I, love, I love the Eels. It, uh, look, let me just go through the tick box of usual comments on this. Yada, yada, yada. Clubs need to be run like a business. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Why didn't they have a legal expert in charge of their salary cap? Well, they probably they, they probably like this, but the thing is, they have people in charge of these things, but then they want to, you know, I'm sure all clubs want to skirt, just sail as oh, close yeah. to the edge as they can, and sometimes, well, you again, know, you if you're, a little bit if you're over. discussing the matters that are handled by the legal expert mm-hmm. in your salary cap division, then yeah. why isn't it being discussed with him, and why is it being discussed? Well, the problem with this one is it was discussed. You know, it was like in the board meeting. meeting. It was discussed exactly. in the board meeting. You know? It was in the minutes. I mean, at least why wouldn't you get the scribe to just be like, "Look, fucking go out, go, 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 take five. Yeah. Go, go, so, have a, go have a smoke for a second. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, to, nothing to write down in here for the next couple um, of minutes." So you know, again, uh, the, the, it's being run unprofessionally, yeah. and even for the the fact of to be at this point in the season and still not know where monies are or not accounted for or where the two cars they're missing or things like that. And look, I'm sure the Eels aren't the only club that are in that position. Yep. But it goes back to the fact that teams need to be run by, uh, like a business, not a glorified leagues club. Yeah. Boys club. Yep. But yeah, the, the, the main the main thing I want to bring is just that, yeah, this whole thing, like they're going to go through the books with a fine tooth comb and do what they suppose, you know, probably should have done a while ago, mm. audit the shit out of them. And then it's like, if the if they've breached the rules, then the NRL pushes to either, ha- either have the officials removed or dock the club competition points. Yeah. Both. As the little girl in the taco commercial said. Why not have both? I don't speak Mexican, so I don't like... Um. Are there any legal minds in the Twill Nation? That's an excellent question, and I'm not sure that I can answer that adequately. And I don't think the, I don't think so. I Putting don't think there, so. If there's, yeah. if there's any legal minds in uh, in Twill Nation, on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. hit us back with how complicated you think the uh, this NRL salary cap conditions are. As a as a as a lay person looking you know look from the outside looking in, mm. I'd say not very. It seems pretty. Yeah, I know. But if if there's yeah. any legal minds, yeah, who might think that yeah, on the surface they look okay, but if you really dig down into it, then it's a minefield and it's confusing and yeah, no one yeah, should yeah, be yeah. expected to follow it. Yep. yep. Uh, curious to know. Cool. Um, just quickly, uh, I don't know if you saw Joel Thompson's uh, now deleted tweet uh, after the game uh, against the Sharks. 
the other day. No. But uh, basically, they're going to investigate for the security of players after NRL matches, after he was abused by Cronulla fans in front of his wife and daughter um, at the Southern Cross Group Stadium uh. on uh, at Reclaim Australia Stadium on Sunday. Um, after the players... Um, walk from the change rooms uh, and to the car park to get their vehicles after the game. Uh, apparently he was um, saying drunken fans were like, you know, threatening to piss on his car and, you know, swearing in front of his daughter and that kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, he tweeted about it. Then he's, he's since deleted it. Um, there's going to be, you know, a bit of an investigation. Um, the Shark CEO conceded that many fans had entered the field too early and uh, they've had a, a security debrief to avoid a, a recurrence in the future. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's just, that's a, that's a little quick one, but, uh, fucking settle fuck down, Cronulla. you got a team that can play, you know, far, far yeah. more so than, you know, certainly like last sort of, you know, what, seven, eight years, at least. So just, um, fucking enjoy it and don't, you know, gronking it up. I mean, yeah. like this, there's always this pissing contest, you know, like, oh, this fan is a bunch of fucking cunts at their ground and, and so on and so on. And there's elements in every single club. I mean, you know, some clubs have, a, you know, a larger element than others. But like, I, I remember some friends going to a, uh, a Manly vs. Sharks game at Shark Park and they fucking, someone set one of the flags on fire. I mean, they're just like, <laughs> fucking relax. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be nice if there was some common decency that you'd say stuff like that to a, a player, but maybe not in front of his wife and kid. Um, Hit him on the field. Not. Hit him on the field with whatever yeah, you want. That's it. You know, so, uh, it rolls right off their back. Yet again, um, <laughs> boozers involved and uh, yeah, brings out the gronk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, if I saw if I saw Cameron Smith walking his car after the game, could I hand on my heart say? <laughs> That even if I was stone cold sober, that I wouldn't fucking run at him. Look, I can't make that promise. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is, um, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> uh, this one here hasn't actually happened yet, but I just wanted to mention it because it was mentioned to me today. Um, this is probably going to come out, you know, as we're recording on Tuesday. It's probably going to come out Wednesday, Thursday. I would suggest. But the NRL this week could name the new CEO six months after Dave Smith step, uh, stepped down from the post. They're meeting this week, the ARL commission that is, and uh, the top of the agenda is expected to be the new chief executive. And uh, Todd Greenberg remains the leading contender. Wow. So the NRL, they launched a worldwide search when Smith departed and uh, they've gone around the world. And uh, they've come back and uh, I'll fucking Kojak, the low-life piece of shit, appears to be a leading contender. So obviously their selection criteria so is very, very fucking low. They, they went around the world and they couldn't find one person in professional sports globally. Not even sports, though. Business. Like, some who, who successful. A huge pay cut yeah. to come and work. For a, a thing, fairly for, unprofessional for an unprofessional organisation <laughs> and get slammed by cunt publications like the Daily Telegraph every fucking day. Yeah. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> it boggles the mind they couldn't find someone like that. But yeah. I mean, if, if if nothing else, Todd Greenberg's time on Twitter and the abuse he's been subjected to at the hands of myself has probably prepared him for what's going to come. <laughs> More than prepared him. And for that, I say, NRL, Todd Greenberg, you're welcome. Because I, I, I personally, I don't want to give myself too many raps, but I personally have shaped you into the, into, into the leader that can successfully rule the NRL. If, if he, um, if he gets it, mm-hmm. can, can we prep tw- 
Claw Nation with some Bluetooth speakers, and then everyone who's at the grand final can just start playing that song <laughs> as, as he gets out to give uh, to give the trophy after the game. That sounds like an incredible, uh, <laughs> incredible undertaking. It's a logistics concern. Yeah. It'd be much easier just to like um, somehow organise like a like a like a flatbed, like a truck with a flat trailer, just get some fucking, a big stack of amps <laughs> and just roll it up into the courtyard area outside where the Novotel is afterwards while everyone's milling out and you bust it out and give people a bit of a chuckle on their way home from the grand final. Yep, done. <laughs> Set it up. I like your Bluetooth speaker idea though. I mean, uh, it just sounds, I mean, it just sounds costly to me. That's all. Oh, bring their own. I'm It'd be worth it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those little Bluetooth speakers, they wouldn't be that loud either. Like some of those Bose ones are fucking all right. Yeah. yeah. But you'd need like... Yes, everybody, for the sake of the lols, <laughs> go and buy a $600 fucking Bluetooth iPod dock for Where's your Bose. Where's your dedication? Where's your dedication? We're going to need about... Well, well there's 80,000 people in there, so we're going to probably need about 5,000, I reckon, to make a decent dent. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there'll need to be a signal. So everyone starts at the same time. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just going to get this fucking mishmash shit that sounds like fucking Justice Crew at halftime. So, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, good phenomenal. Great idea, otherwise. Um, Billy Slater, today, uh, he was ruled out for six to eight months with uh, his left shoulder injury. Um, that takes him out of the season. And Munster is obviously, you know, has, has been very good for the Storm, certainly the future. Yep. There. Yep. So the question is: Is this the end for Billy Slater? I think just based on his record, if he wanted, well, when when does his contract actually finish? Is he off? I think he has another year to spend. I think he's. I, th- I think he might be tied up for twenty seventeen. Okay. Maybe. Well, again, purely based on on his history and what he's done for the club and the service he's given the club he'd be entitled to finish out 2017 with the Storm. Yeah, you know, entitled. I mean, doesn't, you know, deserve it. hasn't got nothing to do with it. Rugby league. If if you've given a club proper service, proper commitment, won at least one premiership with that club, um, then, then you'd have to do something fairly ordinary for that club to, to give you the arse on the last year of your contract. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, and and I don't think Bellamy. And what are you going to put him in fullback though? Because I mean, what you're doing then is you basically because he's he's been on a massive decline for you know, let's say eighteen months to two years minimum. That's being gen- that's being yep. you know fairly generous. Oh yeah. So, like, do you do you cripple your club essentially, just because oh fucking this guy you know did a thing that time? As much as it pains me to say, it, I don't think putting Billy Slater at, at fullback would cripple any club. Um, Fuck! I think in this day, I think I think there's a lot of people in this day and age, a lot of clubs in this day and age have got, you know, there's be very few clubs that have worse options available. Yeah, but yeah, he he may finish. Newcastle could handle him. He may finish on the wing. Uh, yeah. he he may finish in the centre somewhere. He should have a holiday finish, like a you know vacation on the wing. Yeah, yeah, that I'd be so. okay with. I mean, like honestly, I don't care because it's a storm. Fuck him, but like. That you know, if it were, if it were, if you know, God forbid, if that club was my fucking club, and I didn't kill myself first, I would be I would be content if he was on the wing. <laughs> uh, 
Come play hooker for us, Barry. Penrith will take you. Put you to number nine. <laughs> We've done worse. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and then, but yeah, yeah. Okay, injury prone, fucking fading, fading player. Uh, come to the, come to the club that promises you a fucking ACL injury. <laughs> ACLs for everyone. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app. Putting the NRL at your fingertips, news scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And, like, for example, I wanted to see how many tackles that fucking Braden Willie Armoured missed on, on Monday night. This app has it all. It's fucking... It's it got all of that useful shit because, I mean, essentially, it's about 400 times more useful than Braden Willie Armoured is to anybody on Earth. I agree with uh, that assessment of how useful <laughs> the sports mate. Uh, how few meters does fucking Nate Miles make when he casts the ball up? Just dial up fucking league life. It's <laughs> put there. it on the home screen of your phone, and you can have interesting statistics just like that at your fingertips. Spot on. Helpful for predictions. Well, so not, oh, yeah. It probably is helpful for your uh, your super coach when you get to check all the stats and see who's an absolute fucking useless plank. Shows your like Braden Willie Arm. Imagine if you had Braden Willie Arm in your super coach side. Has anyone got Braden Willie Arm in their super coach side? If you do, just fucking lose my number. Well, if you had the frankly. league the league live app, you wouldn't. That's right. So get the league live app. Make your super coach team better. Make your life better. Exactly. Better looking children. And I'm just I'm loving. There's been uh, excellent feedback, and, and and continue that feedback. Uh, let the guys know how much you love the app. Um, the, you know, tweet them you know, at at Sportsmate on Twitter as well, because they they do love hearing about uh, you know the uh, how the app is changing your life. Lovely. Imagine if like your feature a feature suggestion for the app would be like if you click on a player and then you see how useless they are, and you could delete them. That and then that, that was it. They were deleted. There'd be no players in the NRL after one round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what odds? What odds that Brayden William be the first player deleted? <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> Lewis Brown would be up there. Happy Coruscant. Fucking just like you need to check box down each side and then the one at the top that says select all and you untick Matty Parcell and just delete the rest. <laughs> Recaps, kicking off Thursday Night Football, I was saying this to you um, before we recorded tonight, when you go back and think about what happened on Thursday night, on Tuesday when you're talking about it on the show, and it just seems so fucking long ago, like I actually had to think, oh, who fucking Penrith played this week? Like, like, and intellectually you know that they definitely played a game, yeah. it's like, and then you and then you, you just start thinking about it, you go, oh fuck, that, oh that was that was this round. So long ago. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Thursday night football. I love like fuck. Give me one every day. But yeah, it's 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 weird. It's just mm. weird and feels a really long time ago. But um, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs eighteen defeated the Penrith Panthers sixteen at the muddy puddle in front of a crowd of just over eleven thousand people. And uh, the points were as follows: tries to Hopper Junior and double to Moses Mbai. Conversions Mbai got one. Kerrod Holland got two from two. Match winner himself. Panthers, 16 points came from tries to Peter Hicku. 
Sam McKendry also with a try. Um, two of two conversions to the cat in the hat, and he also got two of two penalty goals. So, Penrith fan. Well, we looked very, very good out of the blocks. Um, you know, came out and... Uh, good for a while. And were very, very solid in defence. Mm-hmm. Um, showed, showed a lot of promise in a lot of areas where we were lacking the week before against Canberra. And for the first time in a very long time, seemed to play a structured style of football and had a fairly obvious game plan mm-hmm. to combat Canterbury's big, strong pack, and it worked for them. It worked very, very well for them. Um, the Dogs didn't give anything away easily in the first half, and you know when you got James Graham running around out there, they never are. Uh, I personally thought Sam McKendry's try was a little bit suspect. How long do you have to hold him up before he's he's held up? But you know, it was a fifty-fifty call. And I saw a tweet on that. Yeah, something, something. You know, harking back to to Chapo's tweet of the year last year about you know, held up longer than the Link Cafe. <laughs> oh damn! But, um, um, look, it, you, yeah, again, those fifty-fifty calls. You, you take them, take them every day of the week, and I happily take it. Um, Moses was doing his best to to take the title of best name Moses in the NRL. Um, there's another another Moses flo- floating out there that plays in the halves. Yeah, I think Mbai's got him at the minute. And uh, he's uh, he's going a long way as well to showing that the loss of Hodkinson isn't going to do much yeah, to harm the dogs. I dare say, I mean, this, the, the purported money that he's looking for, uh, you know, if he continues this, then uh, I think he'll establish that he's probably worth it. Yep. Or certainly worth it to the dogs. And... Uh, one of the greatest things in this game I've seen in a long time was I, I don't know if you watched all the way through but uh, Dean Farre put a hit on Josh Reynolds that his fucking ancestors would have felt <laughs> um, killed his ancestors <laughs> it, it, it was a sensational hit um, and now Farre's out for what four strain, to, four to, calf, four to yeah, six so fuck. Um, I, I know it's a team game and Take nothing away from the Bulldogs. They played exceptionally good football and stuck with us the whole game. But I'm calling out Peter Wallace as 90% of why we lost that game. Wow. Uh, there were How shit are you, though, turning on one of your team's players like that? I'm calling a spade a spade, <laughs> as Penrith fans do, <laughs> who are calm, measured and intelligent. We can see fuckery when fuckery is on the field in front of us, no matter the colour of the jersey. But with Peter Wallace, there were two blatant defensive misreads yeah. that led directly to Canterbury scoring tries. And uh, when you've been around for as long as he has, you shouldn't be falling for very obvious decoy runners or the world's slowest dummies. Um, then, right at the death, when we were leading. And we had the opportunity for Jamie Sauer to slot a field goal over, which would have given us one more point. It would have given us possession back, and we pretty much could have run out the clock. Mm-hmm. Wallace, at dummy half, decides to play the ball right and runs away from Sauer, takes play the wrong way, pulls out a nothing play on the last tackle, uh, which gives Canterbury the ball with time enough to get up the other end of the field, score a try, and convert it. So, 
Peter Wallace. Fuck, I'm I'm lost for words. Leads me to the larger question: I mean, redheaded players should they be banned? Look, does rugby league really need redheaded players? I don't think that you should judge a person by the colour of their anything, and uh, well, well, I think I think Peter Wallace. Well, fuck you, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Some of the nicest people I know have red hair and strawberry blonde hair. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde is for fucking rangers who can't admit the truth. But um, Peter Wallace, he could shave his head. I'm strawberry blonde. Stand in front of a mirror. Diabolical. Yeah, I'm strawberry blonde. Stand in front of a mirror. See, there's no reflection, you soulless fucking ranger. You're a ranger. Enough of that strawberry blonde bullshit. But um, he he's very... You know, clearly last year, Soward and Wallace were off form. Last year, though, shithouse. And I mean, word is, like, in the, in the off-season, both of them got the got the tap and was like yep. fucking shape up or that's it would you like to be here or would you like to be gone yep. and Jamie Soward to his credit um, has come out and said it publicly that it was time for him to make a choice on what he wanted to do and he showed in in the first couple of rounds that he's here to, to make an improvement um, Peter Wallace is obviously just a fucking passenger a waste of salary cap uh, and he's costing his points so well done Bulldogs Peter Wallace. And fuck you, Peter Wallace. Fuck you. <laughs> Love Jay. Um, <laughs> and the chapo tweeted this one to yourself. Um, said, yo, Jay, uh, the Bulldogs just unfolded the loaf and fucked your raw dog without a bag. Hash, how does Bulldogs cock taste? So that I feel really sorry, A, for any girl who is unlucky enough to be tricked into having sex with chapo. Yeah, if, never if had, he, it hasn't happened to date. If he considers... He's gone 28 years without it happening yet. If he considers winning by two points after the siren... <laughs> Raw dog without on a ...on the back of Peter Wallace's fuck-up, <laughs> you know, a hammering... Yeah. ...then he's going to be in there for three seconds, <laughs> squirt his little fucking four mils of mayonnaise... And then be telling, you know, he's, he's, he's like the ant fucking the elephant going, take it, bitch, take it, bitch. It's like, really? Fuck off. <laughs> it's like Glenn never left. Uh, DMC Briz. Best clear some space in the trophy cabinet at Belmore. Hash year of the dogs. Fucking relaxed guy. They don't look too bad. They've <sighs> played two winless fucking teams, though, too. Same. Anyone can get, anyone can chalk up easy wins. Michael Darren seventy nine. Sorry, put it this way. Put it this way. If if I could swap two positions that I gave in my top eight previously, yeah, it'd be uh, where I had Canterbury and where I had Manly. <laughs> I can't remember where I had Penrith, but I think it's probably about right at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Darren seventy nine. Panthers got run down after leading fourteen nil after twenty minutes. The dogs down a forward two. Hilarious. Oh, it's I hilarious. To mention yeah. that as well on Anthony Griffin. Yeah. To have all of our interchanges gone with 20 minutes yeah. remaining in the game. And, and ah, fuck. I'm going to rant all fucking night if I go on about that. But that, that well, is hey, just... Hey, there's no time limit for podcasts, mate. That, that is you just go. absolutely un-for-fucking-givable for him to so... And I know no one plans for injuries, but you know what? Fucking plan for injuries. You're a contact sport. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're playing fucking Oz tag and all of a sudden somebody rolls their ankle and you're surprised at it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the fact that he couldn't shift players around yeah. in the last 20 minutes of the game was 
absolutely fucked. Fuck you, Anthony Griffin. He's like making it rain with fucking interchange cards. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, Anthony Griffin can't coach. It's been long, long established. Yeah. And I, it still mystifies me. I'd love to know what... I'd, any If anyone is privy to like the fucking oh. deepest Penrith inner sanctum secrets, injury tolls and shit, like non-performance through injury tolls when the team clearly looked fucking good when they were at reasonable, you know, half to full strength. Yep, went one game away from the grand final the year before. Yeah, that is not grounds, not valid grounds for yeah. sacking a coach who is highly regarded as one of the, the better young coaches in the game. Yep. And then to bring in a guy who's a, a, a demonstrably fucking abject failure at coaching, what is the plan? Like, that's not a five-year plan in there. That's like a, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I mean, but I'm, you know, very outsider in terms of Penrith. I don't know anyone in, in, in the club. I have no fucking idea. But it's it's kind of got like the, you know, clearly fucked Gus's daughter or, you know, something, you know, vibe to it. You know, something like, something like personal-ish that's not... You know, because yeah. when you look at the, the cold hard facts, yeah, they didn't perform last last year, but they had their whole fucking team out injured. And the payoff to things like situations like that is that you know you brought in some young guys that you know probably came in ahead of their time, but they got experience and whatnot. And yep. then you had the then so then you know people like you know Cartwright emerge, yeah, like you know, and then yep. you go, oh, fucking here we go, here's a player. Um, and you know Moylan probably was forced to you know, he had to carry you know carry a bit of a load Take before a he was injured bit, as well bit of on his yeah yeah yep. exactly and then he's developed you go well wow okay he can handle it yeah. and so there are there are positives to that that sort of season um even if you know you're not uh, you know making the finals or whatever but, but if you, you can't you see need that, an opportunity to build on it the following year yeah and i mean yeah, yeah and and, so, where, and where's he get yeah yeah so. no uh, hit up the DMs if anybody knows i just put it out on put it on blast i think gus has deleted his twitter again anyway <laughs> fucking cat after the first time he deleted his Twitter when I fucking smashed him over a weird, over a stupid fucking argument that he just, he dug his heels in on a stupid fucking argument that that meant nothing in the scheme of things. Dug his heels in, got proved wrong, and then fucking spat the dummy. It was something dumb, like he's like, like it was talking about James Hassan last, like for Manly, and saying that um he wasn't in the, the top 25, he wasn't in the top 25 of the club, and I said, no, he is. No, he isn't. And then Hassan jumps in and goes, I am. And, <laughs> and Gus is like, huh, delete. <laughs> oh, fuck off, you nice dumb one. cunt. Um, where are we? Shunter 86. This game had a total Matt Elliott vibe to it. Bunch of weird positional changes, an unconvincing lead, inevitable heartbreak. Oh, that, that tweet just gave me fucking shivers. Kumbaya. At GT351 underscore Johns. We did it tough and held on for 80 and didn't give up. Even after being sloppy, Panthers did good. Well done, dogs. Never say die, boys. Uh, Cruzy06. Welcome to Griffin Ball, Panthers, where you think you're home free <laughs> until you get a spiky right up your clacker at full time. <laughs> uh, so true. Manly were, were the great beneficiaries of Griffin Ball. There's so many games that we fucking nailed it. Right on full time up in Brisbane was terrific. Uh, moving to Friday Night Football, and who else? Brisbane Broncos, 25, defeat the Warriors, 10. Uh, an old school scoreline, that. Uh, Suncorp Stadium, crowd of just over 35,000. Broncos, 25 points came from tries to Oates. Jack Reed, Darius Boyd, Matt Gillett. Yeah, is this Gillett, Gillette? I said Gillett is his, is his version, but, um, you know, without you, know, you can't call him Gillette. He just removes so many, like, nicknamey, you know, <laughs> things you can you know, throw so in many. about him. Yeah, How I mean, many? 
Well, you know, anything, you know, like razor, razor fucking <laughs> razor. And there's so many different things, you know. Shaving is such a huge, I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you, you don't know much about shaving. And to be honest, like, you know, I only shave like yeah, once, once every week and a half. I'll, I'll tell you, shaved so infrequently that, that I got to the point on like Sunday, I think it was. And it was just like, it was that time to make the decision. Am I going back? Am I going beard again or not? Really? Yeah, it was like it was that it was it was that point. Like, here we go. It's a point of no return. You leave another day, and you may as well just fucking go, son. Yeah. But um. So, but yeah, yeah. About May. Starts winter when, is coming when it cools down a bit more. Winter exactly. Got to put on the winter coat. Um, Milford with a field goal. Uh, Corey Parker still kicking like shit. One of two. Jordan Carhu also with a conversion, and uh, Corey Parker and Milford got a uh, penalty each. Warriors ten tries. Isaac Luke, Sean Johnson with two penalty goals and a conversion. The uh, the Broncos just seem to keep building their season, and there's not a lot of noise about them. All the the talk at the moment's about your your Parramatta's and your, your yeah. Wests, and and how they're they're all all booming. And I think that environment suits the Broncos just fine. They're just going to plot away and win their games, and yep. let the attention be on everybody else. Um, I think the Warriors got at least a little bit of their highlight reel for 2016 there was a stage with a scoreboard red uh, Warriors 8 Broncos 6 yeah and like the, just, no, there's no doubt about it they were certainly improved um, over, over their first their first effort you know Isaac Luke scooting out of dummy half and, and scoring dragging a couple of players over the line yep to, you know four times his size that's the sort of stuff you want to see out of the Warriors and I think that uh, if if he can go to to more of that as the year goes on and more consistently, then uh, that can only benefit the Warriors. But um, the injury to Oates probably yeah. won't affect. Look, it's not going to ruin Brisbane's season. No, no, it won't. Like, it'll um, you know it'll it'll ruin his season at least for a while because I mean, dude was on fire. It'll ruin Sam Spankbank. Yeah. Um, yep. Ruin his sports, but account. We we'll see how. Yeah, well, yeah, he was betting on first try score, wasn't he? Lazy Hunji on yeah. uh, on Oates at eight dollars. Yeah, you got to like that. Um, but uh, looking at the Broncos, and, and I know they haven't come up against any you know, super quality sides yet, uh, but I don't see too many areas of weakness. Yeah, you I know? don't. I don't think they're 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 not particularly spectacular at the moment. They're just they're they're kind of adequate. Based on the opposition they're playing, and they're yeah, certainly and they're certainly winning winning their games where you know there's no real question about it. Like they're not having to dig deep or anything. They're just sort of humming along and winning the games fairly easily, yep. and uh, without you know too much, you know, without causing too many tumors, you know, in their yeah. fan base. But again, that you know that's not their issue. No, and absolutely sure not. You can only keep, play what's in front of you. Keep plodding along, and they'll collect the two points each mm-hmm. week, uh, and then when they have. Uh, a more robust test in front of them. They'll either you know, come out with a win or a loss, and yep. and Unky Wayne will adjust them either way. So uh, I think they're in prime position as uh, as far as, as their season goes. <laughs> as, as far as winning the March Premiership, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the favourites. The, I'd have I'd have them as my favourites for the March March Premiers at this stage. Um, you know, com- compared to a lot of other teams, they they seem to be settled into a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, they're, def- um, they're, they're definitely very very settled. And I mean, as, as you would expect with a lineup that didn't really undergo any um, any 
real changes any major you know, changes. across you know from well you know obviously yeah. they made the grand final last season so they had a lot to you know the platform was wasn't even a platform I mean the fucking building was the skyscraper was pretty much completed yep um and so yeah they didn't really have a lot to do so and, and especially this you know lower intensity stage of the season where you know they're coming up against teams that need to gel and, and don't have that kind of settled combinations yeah. then uh yeah and I, I don't know what it is with the Warriors but when you have arguably two of the top you know eight attacking players in the game in your side yep in Blake two Ashford. of oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Sean Johnson yep to be putting on performances like they do, you know, something's not right. And I don't know whether it's, you know, does Sean Johnson need a, a change of scenery? I think he's just. Is, is I, he I think he's has too. Players. I think he's just got too much just stuff, just too much shit on you know on his shoulders and stuff. He's supposed to be you know in the marketing and all that sort of thing. He's like the one that has to do everything, and then they keep pairing him up. Like I'm not saying that Chad Townsend is a total plotter, but. You know he's not a you know a creative yeah. genius who can hold up his end of the fucking thing. Then they replace him when he leaves with Jeff Robson, who was like you know Chad yeah. Town said you know he he could be an extra in The Walking Dead, pretty much on on the football field. He's like Chad, he's that like dead. like Jeff Robson is like the the persona like if if a, if you took the movie The Hours and took it into a laboratory and like did some weird science shit and then turned it into a human and made it a person yeah and made it into a, made the hours into a person that Jeff Robson is what you get oh. um so there's, some, there's, there's, there's that's fucking layers of layers of references there but if you've seen the hours you know, you understand that like you know that movie's probably the number one cause of suicide in, in western western society I don't know how I fucking did it but um, the hour is so named for the the period of time that you'll never get fucking back. But um, I digress. Jeff Robson, not great. And when Sean Robson, and when Sean Johnson has to carry everything on his fucking shoulders, um, you know I can see how they could you know they could fuck with the dude. Yeah. So and they have, and like but two hours to check is far worse. Like what the fuck is he doing since he's gone over there? Yeah. He was fucking he was di- he was dynamite last year, electrifying the most electrifying fucking. Fullback in sports entertainment. It, but if if you see him now, yeah, every single time he's bringing the ball back, he's trying to step everyone. Yeah, every th- single time he's bringing the <laughs> ball back, he's trying yeah. to step everyone. Yeah, because he's trying to avoid getting tackled, which it's, is probably his job. But uh, yeah, but even when he was at the Roosters, but it's not even the same though. It's not the it, same though because like when he was at the Roosters, he was like fucking teleporting, like he was fucking dulcim. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a step. You um, couldn't call it a step because he was literally fucking blinking out and then appearing yeah. like four meters over there. But uh, it's it's uh, again, he doesn't have the forward pack he had at the Roosters. He doesn't have. Yeah, but they're still fucking all right though. I mean, it's not like he's you know got Nate Miles yeah. and Josh Starling and people like that in front but, of him. Uh, look, I think that I was very excited about the Warriors this year. Um, you know, to be to be thinking about Tuivasa-Sheck backing up a break yeah. made by Connie Hurrell. Yeah, um, Connie, Connie can't get a start, Hurrell. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Where's fucking Connie? I don't know. Yeah, things that could have been, Warriors. Well, the thing, they need to start the campaign, the Where's Connie campaign. Find Connie and then <laughs> find Connie 2016. <laughs> and then Andrew McFadden's out in the street fucking just masturbating like a crazy man. Oh, how quickly did the world forget about that? That's a shame. Yeah, well... Not masturbating, but... He was just too hard to find. Tony, yeah. Yeah, you know, and your kid, like, you're playing hide and seek, and then, you know, like, your brother or whatever is so fucking good and you can't find him, so he's like, fuck it, I'm going inside to watch Transformers, <laughs> and then, you know, he's out there <laughs> still hiding. 
Sun goes down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we? Fucking Di Matea. Watching Ashford play footy makes my ball shrivel up inside me. Hashtag Ashford always been in decline. Hash put wiki on. B15542. I hope my game tomorrow, the Willoughby Bears versus Kalamunda Bulldogs, is more exciting than the Vuvuzela Fest the Warriors gave us tonight. <laughs> Cruzy06. I think RTS and Luke have had extended Christmas hungies. Hash KFC bros. Paul Mac underscore 78. The Warriors could sign Thurston, Andrew Johns, and Darren Lockyer and still not make the eight. Hash where careers go to die. Looks like it's a little, yeah. bit, little bit unfair. I mean, like last year, they were almost cert- almost certainties. Well, no, they were certainties for the finals, and they were very good chances at challenging for a top four position yep. in their season. And you know, then their 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 best player by a long a long margin, um, you know, broke his heartilage playing manly, and that was it for their season. Don't think they won another game, did they? At Angry Stink, Andrew McFadden is genius to the power of Elliot. Hash coaching in decline. Hash brain fart. And I just think it's just hard, it's just hard to determine how how good a coach he is, because his failures at the selection table are so bad that it doesn't really give the team a chance yeah. to like to yeah. even see if they if they're able to perform or whatever. Like, and I guess at the player acquisition front too. I mean, because although they did you know grab a really you know marquee name in RTS and they grab and like Isaac Luke is still fucking you know top of his field. Yep. To then bring in like Jeff Robs and think he's a fucking option. I'm I'm always going to back a club uh, that takes the stance that no one player is bigger than the club. So if there's yeah. something that's happened with Connie Hurrell uh, and he's taking Mrs. Know, McFadden for a ride in a convertible, that's it. But on uh, March 14, if, if he's been stuck after a lovely steak dinner for uh, ooh, <laughs> um, <laughs> fighting crime and rubbing this 16 hours a day, um, but. Uh, if he's been stood down for some reason, fair enough. I'd yeah. you know, back the club and give the club 100%. Um, but it might might do the Warriors some good to come out and give their fans some answers or uh, some idea of what's going on. Yeah, you want to make yourselves a good guys in a situation like that rather than the fans just speculating, like, yep. why are you not selecting him? Yep. Yeah. Is he going to the Titans? Because, I mean, that's still, that's still a thing. Um, Shabugan. Did RTS just get done by the footwork of Jack fucking Reed? <laughs> Then he's got a ba ha 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 ha, you know, several several times. And yeah, that's yeah. right. Jack Reed scored. Yeah. With with yeah. some matrix time warping. <laughs> is he fast or is he slow? I can't tell. <laughs> Fuck, it's weird. Did someone put push pause on? <laughs> <laughs> did, did the person playing the Warriors just fucking put their controller down and go take a piss? <laughs> Uh, Canberra 8 is 21 to feed the Sydney Roosters 20 at uh, GIO crowd of about 12,500 in attendance the Raiders 21 tries Soliola Jared Croker and a double to Josh Papali Sam Williams the crucial field goal Jared Croker 2 of 4 conversions the Roosters 20 came from tries to Latrell Mitchell Blake Ferguson Aiden Guerra and uh, Jaden Nicarima conversions Latrell Mitchell 0 from 4 although he did get a couple of penalty mm. goals Goal kicking indeed was the difference on the day. Well, last yeah. week, uh, I said I think the Roosters checked out early. Yep. And I think this week their mental game was off again. You know, the 
previous years, a Roosters team being up 8-0 against a Canberra side and even going into half-time 16-6, you would have seen them grind out a win and probably put one or two tries on yep. in the second half. They would have just backed their defence to win them the game. Uh, this year, the, the things like their goal-line defence being absolutely brittle uh, and then not being able to close out the game when they had a couple of sets within field goal range yep. close to the death uh, I think it really just showed how much a, a lack of leadership is costing them So, but, uh, Canberra showed that the depths in their halves is not an issue so it, I can't think of any other club that could lose its first choice 5-8 and half back yep. then lose Croker Jr. Yep. through a block tear duct yep. on the day uh, and still come out on top yep. after a game. So the, and the Roosters are a prime example. They've got two young and experienced halves. Uh, and while you know, Nick Arima showed some, some personal brilliance, um, Hodgson showed a, a lot more class in leading yeah. the Raiders home. Yeah, and look, the Roosters are far, they were far better. Yeah, this, and and they, and they are, a loss like this, a close loss like this, just show, it just shows that you know the outs that they've got, which a significant representative player yep. outs. That was the difference. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that you know you know given a change circumstance of injury, you know they would have you know they would have got this game and they you know it mm. wouldn't have been comfortable, but I think it would have been you know all right. Having said that though, like you said, the Raiders, they had their problems as well. Going yep. into the game and during the game, yep, and they and they still managed to prevail. So, you know, no, the Raiders are, the Raiders are going good. I mean, the applications there, um, you know, I think they're they're doing it to despite Ricky, but um, you know, I'll, I'll be very interested to see if they can keep it going because obviously the, the the squad's great. Yep, the players are great. As long but as they've shown they've shown this that. they've shown greatness. Yeah, in patches before. Yep. over the last couple of years so they need to convert those patches into you know to consistent you know full full season or long you know yep. not necessarily winning every game but they need to be in it you know and they need to be showing like the application if, you know at the end of the day if you lose one you know it is what it is you know but if the application's there and you're just beaten by a better team on the day so be it but they need to I think prove to themselves that they can you know do this consistently for a long period of time and not and not beat up you know once again, you know, injured, injured sides, injured yeah, Panthers, injured, uh, right. you know, injured Roosters, and the Roosters, like you said, the leadership thing. I mean, there's some fucking leaderish players that they're missing at the moment too. Definitely. Like, yeah. And I mean, you know, say what you will about Mitchell Pearce's origin career, but at club level, at club level, you know, he's usually pretty solid. And when yep. you just need a guy that's just, you know, just controlling a game with, you know, with kicking at the end yeah. of sets and stuff like yeah. that and turn and play you know that sort of thing would have been crucial and then, then a forward leader like Letters in the yep. in the mix yep those you know are very crucial outs for the Roosters and then so. Hordner in there as well yeah um, yeah I mean he's you know he can be he's a little bit overrated at times I think but yeah he's still a, yeah, an important fucking player for the Roosters side yep. at club level yep no doubt about it um, so look I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Roosters at this stage I think they're going to improve and um you know when they when they get their players back, I think. Yeah, that's it. They're not they're not the three year running minor premiership side anymore, but they're still like they're still fucking solid. Yeah. I think. Um, Jim Man Bear Pig, Jim Man Bear Pig. Sorry, Raiders dropping the ball like Michael Barney to the power of Ashton Sims. <laughs> Ash dick fingers wetter than Croker's pussy eyes. That's one hashtag wow. right there. 
He's he's gone for something of the year. <laughs> I've noticed the, the tweets this season. He's he's up his he's up his game somewhat. Uh, at Beatty Dwyer, looks like we might be in for a long season after all without letters, Pearson Cordner. Worst fears confirmed against Raiders. Uh, Red Bull Raiders. The Raiders of pa- of past would have lost both these games. Instead, we are two out of two. Finally, good times with the Green Machine faithful. Paul Hayden. I've choked the chicken many times, but nothing feels as good as when the roosters choke. Uh, Cole underscore 316. Holding up my season white flag now. Hash horrible wow. plays from East. Come on now. I don't think it's, I think it's a little bit early to be for anyone, even Newcastle fans to be doing or maybe not Newcastle yeah, fans. No, but like, every, yeah, every, <laughs> every fan base except Newcastle, you know, maybe keep them on ice at least to like, you know, round 13 or something. You know, give it to like the keep midway. Give it, to, yeah, give it to like, you know, post origin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. And and like traditionally that's what we see in the listenership too, you know, when you sort of start cruising into into late August and um <laughs> and teams and and you know, like your Parramatta fans and so on are, are finally just letting the dream die, they're like, okay, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the media says. And then people very quickly yeah. turn into trying to just start ruining everyone else's season. <laughs> who, who can we stop from getting into the finals? Exactly. It gets vindictive. Okay, where are we? Sydney, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 48. Defeat the Newcastle Knights, 6. ANZ Stadium, crowd of under 13,500. Uh, Rabbitohs, here we go, 48 points. A double to Bryson Goodwin. Hat-trick to Aaron Gray. Luke Keary, double to Alex Johnston and Heimel Hunt with tries. Bryson Goodwin, 6 of 9 conversions for a gigantic fucking supercoach score from Bryson Goodwin, of all people. Knights... Six points. Nathan Ross with a try. Hodkinson with the conversion. That long list of try scorers you read out for South Sydney... Yeah. ...didn't include Greg Inglis. Yeah. Who, after fucking up my multi, <laughs> he was the last leg. Yeah. And all I needed was South Sydney to win... Yeah. ...and Greg Inglis to score a try. Just Which- score... A Which is at an absolute ass beating like this, it's almost a given. If South Sydney score four tries, surely he's a chance. He's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yet again, you useless fucking cunt of a state trader. <laughs> you fucked me, English. Tell me about the. Tell me about the multi. You fucked me good. Um, what was it paying? Oh, I don't remember. It's almost. Uh, TAB account. Yeah. But I just remember, and that was my safe one. Yeah. That was just you wanted to cover all the other losses. I got (laughs) too confident. I was the punting Icarus. Yeah. And adding another leg, you just need to see that multiplied jump. The shitness, (laughs) the shitness of Newcastle this season was uh, was the sun, and I flew too close. I paid the price. Um, imagine if you had to put fucking try for uh, Bryson Goodwin, though. I mean, imagine that would have been like double the value at the end. Oh, think, <laughs> and it yeah, would have won. Yeah. <laughs> would have, should have, could have. But yeah. um, I don't think this game surprised anybody no. in, in any fashion. No. The uh, Rabbitohs were spectacular last week against East, uh, very dominant. Yep. And, and, you know, when they're confronted against a side that injuries or not are a fucking rabble. Yep, they put into the sword as, as 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 much as you would have expected them to. Look, I, I was impressed that South went on with the job. Yep. You know, it would have been fairly easy for them to to shut up shop at half time and just cruise it out, doing what they had to do, and and you know, one or two. But but they, they I feel Newcastle are just they're so gaped this year already yeah. that it's just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> just sliding in. It's like there's no, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You, you finish the job. I mean, yeah, that's going to invite you in. <laughs> well, look, uh, again, I said it in the first episode. I think at the end of this year, um, for and against is going to go a long way to determining, if not positions in the top eight, the yep. the numbers that people finish in. So as sure. usually, you've got a for and against battle from from tenth to maybe eighth. Yep. Um, but this year it may even determine fourth. Who knows? So I think yeah. the the rabbits putting on big scores two weeks in a row. Well, it's going to come down the top. The composition of the top eight is by is going to be come down to how much people beat the, beat the ass of Newcastle Knights. Ooh. Ooh. They're going to be the barometer. <laughs> um, where are we? The biggest tiger. Fitler, this is on the footy show. He was the first one to tweet about, so I had to put it in. Fitler about Sam Burgess. How do you stop this man, Joey? Put a rugby contract in front of him. <laughs> Solid goal, footy show. Uh, Sunday footy show, I should say, because uh, you know, not in your right mind would watch the Thursday one. At BillyBoy887, question for you guys this week. Should the NRL Knights fold? If you think no, you're wrong. Fucking wrong. I don't think they should fold. I mean, they just need a significant. I feel I feel a little bit sorry for Brown because he's walked into this yeah. disgusting situation that uh, that you know Wayne Bennett kind of left. Yeah, you know, a rabble of fucking side gutted, and it's you know the, the, you know say what you will about Wayne. When he decides to leave a club, he really fucking cunts. He drops them, that I mean, mic like, and, and he's out. Like he's he he cunted a generation of the Dragons yeah. club. Yep. Newcastle Knights, you know, they they will barely survive the leg, the Wayne Bennett legacy. Yep. Uh, even the Broncos had a terrible fucking time of things. Yep. You know, for a yep. couple of years. So yeah, I mean, for as, as good as Wayne can be when he's there, jeez, he fucking leaves it. He just scorches the earth behind him as he goes. <laughs> it's pretty much the crack cocaine of NRL coaches. <laughs> <Yeah>. Goes into an area. Leaves him all fiending for victories. Um, <laughs> uh, the base chapo. The Knights are more useless than Alex McKinnon's legs. Oh, that's only nomination for Gronk of the year. Well, this, the, the thought I had watching that game and like just the, watching the first two performances from the Knights, and you just look at it and you go, fuck, why Alex McKinnon would stand for this? <laughs> Rob Cotton, 25. Ouch. Fuck me, I really dropped the bollock when I adopted the Knights as my NRL team. Why would you do that? Unless you sort of like, in you know... The early two thousands, when the you know when you still had Joey, you know running about, and you know that was a team of excitement, and you know Andrew Johns was a fantastic player, and anything could happen. Yeah, like that era, you know, that, yeah, fair enough because it, although they won a premiership back then, but also they were sort of thereabouts uh, a bit of time. They gave you some you know some value in the finals Charles, and stuff. I saw that tweet the other day. Yeah, I just thought of this picture that Sam sent me like <laughs> ten minutes beforehand. Okay, when he said I really dropped a bollock. <laughs> <laughs> what's going what's oh that guy's had his balls removed and he's holding them up oh, why did he do where's the context why do you have his balls chopped out I, I don't know and he's holding them up like yeah. he's just fucking caught a pair of fish yeah so poor Knights fans oh and it's like his balls because yeah. his fucking sack is like deflated and it's got stitches on it yeah Man, it's really bummed me out. <laughs> uh, at Rusty Bronco eighty seven, looks like the bunnies are giving the knights some of their own rich, creamy man shake. Man shake is a yeah, ridiculous sponsor. It's well, 
you know, it's it's the it's the association through you know former mm. you know player, mm. you know, Adam McDougall. But just man man shake just as a marketing thing. Mm. Yeah. Just it's, yeah. It's just got the. <laughs> Has he made an infomercial for it? Uh, oh, probably. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know anything about it. Is, is it like a protein shake or is it like a meal replacement or he, something? He it's like a, to sell it. It's like a healthy meal replacement? Or? He needs to sell it as a combo deal with that shake weight. Do you ever see the shake weight? No. What is that? Oh, Explain to me. Google it. it no. Well, it, no, you, you can't. Need visual. You need a visual tool nation. Go and Google the shake shake weight commercials. But what is it? Just tell me what it is first. Like what it, like. Uh, it, it's a, a shake and the motion of doing the weights was you did this so like you were making like a dickhead masturbation gesture yeah, so so what uh, is so, so so it's a, okay so it's it's like a like a like a protein shake shaker but it's got it's weighted so it's heavy is that what you're saying no not at all oh. i don't want to look i don't want to call you a referential retard it was a big thing it's pretty you know look as far as popular culture goes it was a thing look well so, look as far look look you know shamwow was a thing all right yeah south park had an episode on the shake weights yeah well i don't watch south park Okay. Right. I, don't, I don't dislike South Park. I like That's it a okay. lot. That's but okay. it's just one of those things to yeah. have time. Fair enough. And nobody's got time for that. Fair enough. E, where were we? Oh, new game. The Parramatta Eels 20 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 16 at the Pillow Fortress in front of just over 12,000 people. Mm. For a club with so much expectation on 12,000 people going to the games is, is pretty fucking repugnant, to be honest. Mm. But I bet you that you know that increases now as the bandwagon gets its wheels back, you know, screwed back on. You'll take the fans any way you can. Oh, the yield will. Twenty points went from uh, tries to Nathan Peets, Ken Edwards, and uh, Brad Takarangi. Mm-hmm. Michael Gordon, two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Cowboys, sixteen, came from tries to Ethan Lowe, Justin O'Neill, and Jason Tamalolo. Thurston, two or three conversions. Yeah, the uh, the Cowboys were their own worst enemies in this game. Cowboys um, were fucking absolute just... diabolical. Some very, very uncharacteristic errors from from some fairly senior players and the guys who are normally pretty steadfast yeah. in what they do. Yep. Um, your Coopers, your Thurstons, mm-hmm. with, with silly drop balls. Um, and and I don't care how good you are if you if you gift any team that much possession uh, in the first half of football, then then you're not going to be able to go the full eighty minutes with them. Um, Parramatta, to their credit, capitalised on those mistakes. It's no yeah. good if North Queensland are dropping the ball and and Parramatta can't find a way to turn that into points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the Cowboys were far, far, far from the the form that we've seen in recent times from them. Cowboys were absolutely awful. They played for about fifteen minutes in this game, and despite that fact, they were. A hail mary last throw of the dice away from winning the game. Yeah, like it was is incredible how poor they were for the entire duration of this match, mm. with the exception of a couple of brilliant and you know not even not so brilliant. But like yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the try for Tomalolo at the end there. I mean, it was pretty basic stuff. You know, yeah, like pretty it basic was. stuff. You know, from you know accumulated from one of the only periods of pressure they they maintained. I think the first twenty minutes after half time. Yeah. They they came out and really looked to have, have put the dropsies behind them. Yep. Um, couldn't go all the way with it. Kieran Foran was very very good. I thought. I, th- I think he showed a, a much more mature aspect to his game. Like he, he's obviously not a hundred percent. He's not at full pace. Yeah, yet. and I believe he did. He didn't um, train 
yesterday. So he's he's a week by week yeah. proposition so, again. But for him for him to be out there and you know he he was a tearaway player. He'd be in there making tackles and wanting to run the ball himself and wanted to yeah more to running the ball himself the team yeah. on on his back. Um, for him to to sort of sit back and and just try and control things a little bit, I think shows a, a little bit of maturity. Um, I think it'll be uh, it'll be much better for Parramatta as the year goes on. So yeah, I mean the best thing for Parramatta is the fact that they they defended when they had to. Yep. And they were kind of gritty and they were, they, they were there for the the full eighty minutes. Yep. That, that's probably the best yeah. thing. They they certainly weren't spectacular. The Eels were the, sorry, the Cowboys were absolutely fucking just disgrace, disgracefully yeah. bad. Um so I mean it's the thing is for the Eels that that's something that they can take confidence from or like, you know, build from. And the Cowboys will just be like, I'd hate to be playing them this week. Yeah. Because they be so that's the kind of loss where you know that you, there's no way in a million years that that team that you're up against with the performance they put up would ever beat you at half at half your fucking strength. Yeah. And then to still lose that game, especially for someone like Thurston, would just be, it'd be such a maddening proposition that yeah, um, yeah I pity the fools. So I, I think the Cowboys have played together for long enough. Yeah. Um. That that look. They were bad across the park. Yep. I, I don't think there were too many that had standout games. Yep. Um. But they've played together long enough that they'll go back to to Townsville this week and and work out whatever kinks it may be. Yeah. Um, and it seems and it was probably just a, like a general sort of overall attitude thing, you know. Yep. Um. But you know, this, I, I hate to be the team against them this week though. Um. Astronauts. Finish work for the night, and I see the L's have beaten the Cowboys. Hash round two premiers. Uh, at Angry Stink. Cowboys pushed by the Sharks, now beaten by the Yields. Imagine what will happen when they come up against a real team. At Voodoo Rock. Clearly, when you win the nines and beat the premiers, you become premiership favourites, right? Hash realistic parafan here. <laughs> uh, Jake underscore Chook. I don't think I've seen Twitter turn on a player as quickly as they have on semi tonight. Built like Tarzan, plays like Jane. How about those milking, dolphin diving, fucking? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know he had that in his that. game. I, I honestly don't think I've seen that before. Um, I've I've been quite impressed with the refereeing this year, uh, and in the amount of times I've heard them call out milking, yeah, milking, yep. milking. Um, so for it to come off, and especially in the age where the replays are there, and it's so, so blatantly quickly, obvious. Um, yeah, and anyone with a, a basic the fact he got away with it more than once though. That's yeah, like first one, okay, fine. But after that, you've got to assume that you know what are they doing? You know, surely one of the referees is like. But last time, you know, we, they showed it on the big screen, and the crowd were like ooing yeah. and ahhing because they knew it was such bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep an eye on him, mate. Um, moving right along to the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks thirty defeat the Saint George Illawarra Dragons two at. Reclaim Australia Stadium in front of a good crowd, just a touch under 18,000. Sharks 30 when tries the Holmes, Barber, Townsend, Bukuya, and Latelli. Maloney three or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals, defeating the Dragons two, a sole penalty goal to Gareth Widdop. Oh, oh. I'm absolutely fine with that result. <laughs> This is all all due, of course, to the uh, the the all top button to Urban Samurai Man Bun and Urban Samurai. Mm-hmm. The uh, the dragons went down harder than Trent Barrett did on whoever he blew to get the job at Manly. So, <laughs> um, Cronulla looked like a side that that are used to playing without 
Paul Gallen, finally, for some it's reason, like a previously. Team that wants to play without um, Paul Gallen. <laughs> yeah, in, you know, in previous years, whenever he was injured, there was always this question, can they do it without Gallen? Can they do it without Gallen? Um, but now it appears to be just business as usual for them, which is pretty good, because he'll probably pay you know, two games a year for the next decade. Yeah, uh, and they'll have to put up with him at the beginning of the season, and then just just get on with with the rest of with their prop team. But uh, all over the park, the Sharks had the Dragons covered, and then some. Uh, it was beautiful watching Tagatizi absolutely destroy Man Bun, and uh, and the outside backs were just way too fast, way too strong. They just absolutely ran riot. Like a, as a centre or a winger, that would have been one of the most enjoyable games yep. that they're going to play in their NRL career. They pretty much just had free reign. Um, Barber showed a little bit of form uh, and is probably... that I think that's as good as we're going to see out of Ben Barber post the injuries that he's had over the, yeah. over the last couple of seasons. And it was very, very, very good form. Um, but uh, it's... It's pretty apparent that to, to win football games, you need to take advantage of every opportunity you get. And St. George squandered the biggest opportunity I saw almost all round yeah. when they were left a man up after, um, what's his name, Vecchi got sinbinned. Yep. And instead of doing anything useful at all, they let Cronulla put on two tries. <laughs> That that is just absolutely unforgivable for yep. a, a professional football team. Um, young Townsend, I thought looked very very good. He knows when to back himself. Um, he knows when to hold back and and play a little bit conservatively. Uh, and he's got a lot of qualities that that you want in a young half and and a lot of confidence. So, you know, Cronulla has uh, you know some some positive things in the future. But again. Let's wait till they come up against a, a properly schooled, in-form opponent. I think that'll On be a night. really good test for them. And I, I, there's one tweet I didn't I had here that I didn't include. But there was someone, a Dragon supporter, I fuck, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't name and shame you. But they were they were telling me all about how how badly the Dragons were going to beat the Sharks. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Mm. Um, Beer Boy 182 in my, junk, in my drunken delirium I forgot to tell the Dragons to go down to St George Bank get their money out and buy a bag of dicks a big bag of dicks I should say yeah there wasn't a lot of either bag of dicks oh there's a couple really? not as no, many like we've had more I would have thought the, the the bag of dicks thing would just explode this year with you know the with the prospects of the Sharks but not yet anyway Yanis okay. underscore Mateus can we get a shirt with hash cunt man for Dragons fans that's K-U-N-T and I suppose we didn't really touch on the absolute Barry like, oh, I was going to leave the poor little kid alone because now he's not—he's not named in the side for this week, and like, he could be—he could be dropped straight to you know, cutters or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's that was unhappy, and like it was unhappy <sighs> to the point where, where you're not. Well, I mean, I'm not a Dragons fan, so I can't—I can't really speak on this. But for me, it was—it was that bad where you're not like, "Fuck you, you fucking idiot! What are you doing?" It was more like, "Damn." Yep. I feel bad. I feel bad for there the kid. It is. Like yeah. someone, yeah, yeah. It's someone needs to go home with him and and you know, make sure his house is you know, like all like you know, sharp things and yeah. uh, someone needs to go and put him in bed. Yep. And just make sure he's you know, just just make sure the kid's all right. Yeah, tuck him in or something. You know, because it was bad. It was yeah. It was one of those ones. We just feel bad. Yeah. Um, 
So, Giannis, no, you cannot get that shirt. Uh, Wally Frogmore. An infomercial just came on for a product called Dragon's Blood. You know what it was? Moisturizer. Actually, <laughs> so soft. <laughs> uh, Luke, Luke Shark 74. A massive bag of dicks going out to the drag queens to stick in their hash red V. Hash up, up, Cronulla. Yeah. And I think Wonder Luke Shark 74 was pretty much the... I dare say he was the originator of the bag of dicks things as, okay. as, 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 as it associates to okay. the Cronulla fan base. Okay. Um, Voodoo Rock. Saints' performance was worse than Reigns and DeBellin's haircuts. Hash mud. And I put that tweet in there, but I can assure you there was a number of other tweets. Oh, people saw concerning, it. Concerning, yeah. And, and there was one of them that, uh, I don't know why I didn't put it in there. I must have just uh, made a terrible mistake. But someone was actually saying, like, you know, I can understand now why yeah. Jay got so angry. I can understand why he was so it's angry. horrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, Melbourne Storm 34 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 16 at Amy Park, just over 12,500. And uh, the Storms 34 came from tries to Dale Fanuke and Blake Green, double to Chambers. Uh, Cameron Munster and uh, Young Tonamapia also with tries. Cameron Smith 5 of 6 conversions and Titans 16. Tries to Josh Hoffman, Nathan Davis, Ryan James, and uh, Tyron Roberts 2 of 3 conversions. Ryan James. He's got a sensible fucking haircut now. He's scoring tries. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna put a blanket thing. It's not just man buns here. It's just like if you've got a shit haircut, then you 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 oh, not no, kind of trouble with scoreboard. He had that fucking long yeah. half pseudo samurai yeah. Yeah. cunt thing as well. So. Yeah. Um, no, he's um, out of his skin now. <laughs> fucking should be selected for Australia. He's a player now. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the the storm. Ob- obviously, having a coach who is liable to fuck you with scissors if you don't play well <laughs> enough is, is fairly good motivation for the Storm. Uh, even even with no Berry, yep. it was still enough for them with a, a team of, you know, the, the big two, the big yep. three, uh, and a forward pack who are also a little bit more dropsy than yep. usual. Um, but the things, the things Bellamy's done with no frills, no name forwards, you know, so that he can yeah. afford the big three as, you know, um, well documented, but uh, I, I think that they—they're probably one of the better aspects of the mental toughness. Yep. In in the NRL, that teams like the Roosters at the moment, um, Penrith, amongst others, are, are lacking at the moment, and and the the Titans had a very very good twenty five or thirty minutes where things look fairly even and yep. and it looked like it might actually be a contest after all. They fucking... They were well in this game, mm. deep. They were balls deep in this game for quite a long time. Yep. Uh, just class from class from the storm in the end got them over there and it was just... I think it's... You know, I, I dare say I, I may have been wrong tipping the Titans for the spoon. I mean, in, in light of in light of the in light of Newcastle, in the light of Newcastle. <laughs> However, I, with Newcastle, I just thought that the youngsters... Mm. Would develop faster than they have, and, and as a, and the team would be so fucking hopeless. Um, that was wrong. I can admit when I was wrong. With the Titans, you're still talking about a team that's got you know Hoffman and, yeah, and Gagai, and, shit. and look, they've they've got they've got enough in them. Yeah. Um, that when on the odd occasion they turn it up, there's there's potential there. They're, they're never going to beat a full strength focused Melbourne Storm. Um, I just think the Titans' lack, general lack of talent, mm. doesn't doesn't necessarily mean lack of heart. And I think you can get a long way on just application and commitment. Yep. And they did in this game. 
problem was it wasn't something that they could maintain for the full the full 80 minutes and ultimately the storm you know they started to ease away again the scoreline is far more flattering to the storm than yeah. it should be i mean this was a game uh for a, a long a long period of it but i think that's going to be the story for the season for the titans i think that they're going to have this yeah. application and this grit and just just desire is going to keep them in a lot of games and even win them games that they that, that you know they might not necessarily you know have won based on like squad talent yeah team teams getting complacent yeah you can see the however over them. when it comes to the good teams of the competition they will stick with they you know they will stick with them and then they will pull away at the end like Storm did on this occasion. Yep. And um, the you know they keep doing this. The Titans will not get the spoon. However, that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that they're going to be you know trouble in finals or anything either. No, definitely. Um, and on the tweet side of things, um, there were there was really nothing from this game. So um, for shame, Melbourne Storm fans and Titans fans. Well, it looks like they're just about to turn the lights out. The last one's left the building. Yeah. <laughs> and if I missed any amazing Titans or, or Storm-centric tweets... Where's uh, all the Storm fans? Yeah. Give us some love. I'm going to be honest. The attitude towards the Storm this show has presented you know, for the f- full duration running time in history hasn't been that, that, that welcoming. Oh, Storm fans. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> there you go. Come on, Uncle Jay. Come on in. Come on, come on, come on, come in Uncle Jay's van. Come and see on like, Uncle Jay's knee, oh. and uh, you know, wiggle around. Um, Monday night foot bitch. The West Tigers thirty six defeat the mighty Manly Seagulls twenty two at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, look, you know, I was going to shit on the crowd being just over eleven thousand, but it's Monday night, so I mean, you know, credit to anyone who fucking gets out in Monday night football. Good work. Um, Good work for, you know, the, the few that went. Uh, Tigers' points came from a double to Nofaluma. A try to Kevin DeGama. Hat-trick to Tedesco. Jordan Rankin also with a try. Moses, three of seven conversions and a penalty. Uh, Manly's 22 came from tries to Lewis Brown, Dylan Walker, Jorge Tafua, and Marty Tapao. Um, Jamie Lyon, two of four conversions and a penalty goal. Hmm. What, uh, Miley, you, you have the first, first say on this one, but well, before you go too far... Okay. But before you go and blame everything on the Penrith factor of Trent Barrett or Appy or Lewis Brown, I just need to put out there that you were absolutely schooled by a team containing Tim Grant and uh, Kevin Nagrama. So it work, works properly, ex-Panthers. Yeah, that's, so what you're saying is the team with the less ex-Panthers won? No, 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 no. Fucking but- incredible. Yeah. Two on the field. <laughs> I was saying... I was saying Two on the field. Yeah, so you're saying that the team that had less ex-Panthers in the side actually won. No, no, Barrett, Incredible. he's your coach. He's not on the field. Yeah, player. Lewis Grant, Lewis, Lewis Brown, Appy. Appy. The fucking overriding influence of Cardi, Trent <laughs> Barrett. <laughs> Let me tell you, we didn't just have the on-field issues to deal with. We had a fundamental fucking structural level of of white anting and sabotage going on from this ex-Penrith contingent <laughs> that have, for some reason, got the shits with having such a biscuity fucking side and decided to go forth into the NRL and propagate their biscuity seed and try and crumble other clubs from the inside in some vain attempt to make their side you know, propel further up the ladder, which hasn't fucking worked either. So... <laughs> But I wasn't going to talk about the Penrith people. You fucking brought that up. Yeah, just look, putting it out there. Tim Grant and uh, and Kevin Nagama. Tim Grant's statistics weren't Blinders. too bad. I mean, they weren't amazing, but I mean, it was. Oh, 
I don't have anything to compare it with, but I, I'm certain that his output in this game was far superior than anything he did at Souths. Mm, yeah. And um, and yet it was a good a good forwards game without being spectacular. But for him, it was you know it was his best effort in yeah. a long time for sure. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, certainly you know certainly uh, a great improvement. Um, we talk about cockheads with fuckhead hairstyles, Kevin Garmer, though. Look, oh. when, when you're playing like he is, the flat top. I just stick that car into a fucking incinerator. Dead set at first. He <laughs> reminds me of the, um, the black kid from Hey Arnold. Reminds <laughs> <sighs> me of fucking like a, shit, a shitter version of... Um, of uh, like people, I hate people to go, oh, the Fresh Prince. Like Fresh Prince ever had like a massive fucking high, high top fade. Mm. He never did. Yeah. Never. No. It's like, oh, all black people look the same to you fucking idiots that support the West Tigers. <laughs> Have you ever seen House Party? It's a far more fucking... <laughs> you fucking kid from Kid and Play. Oh, man. But uh, no, I, I thought you guys, right from when you took the two early on, that that's when um, there, were, there was a little bit of uncertainty about the Manly Machine. Look, the thing is, people are going to say, well, you know, people in quotes, are going to say that this team hasn't played together much and they need time to gel. See, I, so I call those people cunts. And I don't think that... that, that <laughs> I think that we talk about McFadden and his team selections. Now let's move the fucking microscope over to Trent Barrett a little mm-hmm. bit. Appy. Fucking useless. Two games produced nothing. His service from dummy half is shit. His attacking ability, fuck all. Mm. His ability to produce anything of fucking note, fuck all. Mm-hmm. I could say some terrible fucking things right now, but I won't. I'm I'm trying hard. <laughs> it may slip out, but I'm trying real. I'm I'm trying real hard, Vincent, to be the shepherd. <laughs> now, <laughs> put Maddie Parcell on, and I've someone. Because I do, I refuse to fact check because I got no fucking time in my life for fact checking. Tell me how many points Manly have scored with Matty Parcell off the field this year, and I bet the figure is zero. I'm fucking positive that every point we've scored, he's been on the field. The side looks a thousand times better in attack from the moment he runs onto the field. Mm-hmm. The first, his service from dummy half is not incredible yet. Clearly, he wants to fucking ultimately get that Queensland State of Origin job because he keeps them close to flat and, you know, a yeah. couple of them snuck yeah. forward. So, he's got that bit of that Cameron Smith to his game from dummy half. But you'll learn. He's young and he's he's only played, you know, like half a dozen first grade games. So, that's fine. We can That can be remedied. But just everything else about his game, I mean, the the way that he, you know, he backs up in support and everything is amazing. I mean, it's a matter of public record that he was the fittest, all-time fittest player in terms of um, the, the records broken on their first day of preseason training. Mm-hmm. Like he broke their all-time records last year. So the, these, this question of whether he can play 80 minutes is fucking ridiculous. He's like, he's fitter than fucking Matty Ballon was most probably. So, and he played about 60 minutes on Monday night. So yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's not a fucking massive stretch for a guy like that to extend that to 80 minutes, especially when the person who's getting the other 20 or even more, I think, you know, in, a, in, in an optimal Trent Barrett fucking fantasy world, when that guy produces fuck all, I mean, I'd rather fucking Matty stay on for another 20 minutes and produce fuck all for that 20 yeah. minutes then, you know, it just, it just mystifies me. Nathan Green, it goes back to my fucking question about whether redheads have a place in the sport of rugby league. 
There's exhibit Look, fucking let's, Z. Let's not bring colour into it. Look, I'm... You can't, I'm, you can't blame your woes on colour of any sort. If you must, if you must have a fucking soulless ranger in your side, Tommy Simons did the job admirably all season last year. That poor fucking guy, every game he was playing for Manly, coming off the bench, a fucking backdrops from injury... And and he has to go and fucking cover in the centres where he doesn't train, has no desire to play, and just because he's you know he's the poor guy that fucking you know pulled the short straw, he's got to go out and play in the backs. Poor fucker, never got a chance to do anything in his you know more favourable positions you know for the entire pretty much the entire season. When he did, he was amazing. And this year, no, they're going to put this other fucking moron from St George in the fucking team, yeah. all because cunt features fucking Barrett. You know, it, it comes all- from that shithole. It's almost as if Trent Barrett's come out with a very planned way that he's going to play his season. A lot of it involves the new interchange, and I think he thinks it's going to have more impact on the game than it actually has. Not managing that at all. And, Nothing and now is... he, he doesn't know where to go next. Look, I think it's... it's look, I understand, like the, the, I understand the gelling thing, but you've got to fucking realise that the mm-hmm. problems are not fucking because of gelling. Yeah. Like, this fucking Seabold character they got in for defence from the storm. Mm. Defence is far worse than it was last year. And I understand. I will concede that Brett Stewart's not there. And Brett Stewart is the old school fullback in the sense of, like, you know, that your Matthew Ridges and that were as well, in that he patrols behind the line and he tells everybody who their man is so there doesn't have to be a lot of thought about it because he yeah. organised it. And, you know, and historically, you know, the statistics bear, you know, Manly's winning percentages with and without him. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's a crucial out. And obviously, if he's not out, then Tommy Turbo moves to the wing, and the next one, fuckhead, fucking Braden William, is goes goes back to peeling fucking oranges for fucking <laughs> SG Ball or whatever the cunts used to. I can't <sighs> wait for the week that Stewart's back and William is still out there. He won't be. He can't be. I don't know. Because Tommy Turbo goes to the wing. It's not unless fucking someone kills one of those other guys. Barrett's done Stranger Things. Just saying. Look, there's, I've, there, yeah. Well, we'll get to the team selections for the next week's games as we go. Look, the Tigers, the Tigers were good. The Tigers definitely weren't spectacular. James Tedesco does not score some of those tries in a Willie Armless world. Like, <laughs> I mean, dead set. I mean, he 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 can only play what's in front of you, and so he did very well with the opportunities provided. Yeah. But they were they were made to look far better than they are, and they also, you know, let's not forget they played another fucking rabble last week as well. That's having this, you know, inverted, you know air quotes, gelling issue as well. Yep. So, like, you know, once again, the test for those guys comes when they, you know, when they play a good team. Um, I've had Manly fans not 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 going full refs faulting and stuff, but going, oh, decisions went against us. Look, in my in in my defence, I watched the game. I was watching it on, uh, on Game Pass, uh, the fucking digital, you know, kind of yep. thing. And, um, well, I was like putting the kids to bed and stuff like that. So like, you know, while my son was going to sleep, I was there, you know, lying across his, his bed with a fucking iPad watching the game. Then kids going to sleep, no volume or anything. So I'm not listening to the bullshit that the fuckhead commentators yeah. are going away. And and when you do that, I highly recommend it for starters. Because oh, yeah, because you're only you're only watching what's going on. Yeah. And like um with the Foxtel, remember you know, with the red button, I used to always just put it on the crowd noise. Yep. And not listen to the guy. It totally changes the perception of the yeah. game, you don't realise how badly led you are yeah. by the commentators yeah. um, as far as what to think. And people will be like, oh, no, I'm fucking, I've got, you know, independent, you know, I'm not. Bullshit. Seriously, yep. it does get in there. It does get in there. 
Um, and so, like, I was after that game, I was like, I've got, I've got, you know, I had problems with the refereeing, but it was both ways as well. I mean, like, Perinara certainly fucking, um, you know, made a string of decisions late in the first half that allowed Manly to get back mm. into the game by half time. Um, so I thought that that Matty Parcell try was probably a try where it was um, sort of like dropped backwards and then you know, kicked forward and he scooped it up and scored just under the, under the stick. So I thought I thought that was probably mm-hmm. a try. It, it certainly deserved a look, mm-hmm. um, but instead of just being called a knock on straight away without you know having a um, you know going through the the bunker situation. Um, but you know is what it is. Uh, the fact is they let in plenty of fucking tries that had no right to be scored. Um, you know. Taking that that turnover away, that, yeah. that turnaround away, so like you know, I'm not prepared to fucking put the blame on any referees or anything like that. That's bullshit. Um, there, there were some positive signs, I, I think, for Manly. Um, so like late, there were some like three. Well, I mean, because they did get themselves to that to the point where the, you know the the, the like the final scoreline wasn't probably an accurate reflection because one of those was like a real junk time, you know, after Manly were chucking around like maniacs sort of thing. Yeah, um, they got themselves to the point where they were, you know. They had a couple of minutes where you know try and put something on and and you know a try to, a try would have won it, yeah. But um, or you know a try would have got them back into it. So well, this is the thing I, I yeah. really really enjoyed watching the Tigers play. Um, they were playing with speed. They were playing with intensity, and there was the the play they ran out to to their left hand side. Yeah, which, which it looked like a a scaled down version of the old uh, the old Brisbane play. When they had uh, K Hunt at fullback, where <laughs> yeah. he'd sweep across to the right, and it just with Tedesco out there, it creates numbers and it creates confusion. And they ran it more than once and ran it very well. Because with uh, Braden William out there, it creates yeah confusion. And, it cre- <laughs> well, and and I th- I think you'll see them use that go to that side a, a fair bit. Yeah, with far less success. No doubt. Oh. Unless unless they you know they're up against Blake Ashford or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's no there's no account yeah, for retards. So with with the Tigers I think uh, the two weeks in a row they've let in twenty plus. Yeah. They're managing to outscore their opponents at the moment. Yeah. And like I said before, taking nothing away from them, they looked very good. Uh, they're obviously having fun out there, which is yeah. a long thing when you're at that, that stage of your NRL career, that nothing's a chore. Um, but as I've said in, in three other times for this week's reviews, when they come up against uh, we'll see. Yeah. a top-ranked opposition, yeah. that, that'll be a, a very good learning curve yeah. for the young Tigers. Oh, the last thing, Marty Tapao, he had a fucking good game. I mean, you know, it's only second game, you know, second real game for Manly, but I mean, he had a very good game. Um, you know, some people might like to take fucking issue with, you know, I call it flat track bully. Um, seriously, trampling people at the end of a game when you're down by more than a try. He made some good. He he made you know, his statistics were fantastic for the whole game, and I applaud him for it. Do that. He doesn't have to score a try, but everything else in his game that he displayed in in that game with the tackle bus and the the yeah. breaks and stuff. Do that more than one out of every six games, and I'll revise my opinion. But until then, you know, if you, you you've got you know you've you've got to do do that. That's consistently consistently where he needs to be. That's what he was bought for. Yep. Exactly what he did in this game, and he needs to produce it. I mean, because let, let me tell you, historically, he has he hasn't put the games like he hasn't put games like that back to back, and he de- and he de- he hasn't he wouldn't have done, done that more than like in his time at the Tigers, he wouldn't have had a game like that more than more than probably twenty five to thirty percent of his time at the Tigers, either. 
He needs to bring that sort of thing up. That needs to be his game. Take the try out of it. That yeah. was just, you know, that was just persistence and, you know, and, and it was great. Yeah. But it's the other important shit, like, coming out of his own end when he, you know, was doing tackle busts and things. Yeah. That shit, that's what he's being that's paid. That's, that's the dream of what they wanted when they bought him. And if he can fulfill that consistently, then fuck. That's you know, it. You're, I'll, you're I'll four be a times the size of anyone else on the field. Go yeah. there and use it. Yep. Yep. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an absolute believer. If he can do that every, every time, then great. But he needs to, he, he wants to, you know... He needs to do it when the fucking game's on the line. He needs to do it coming out of his own end consistently and be that guy because there's no one else at Manly that you know that has the ability to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. Nate, Nate Miles is a, a absolute you know, fucking geriatric. Um, not just hopeless. Um, no, no penetration. You know, doesn't bend the line. He just he's just kind of. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of like like when Brent Kite used to run up and turn his back to the line. He still used to get through and make some make some meters. Yeah. But it's like Nate Miles sort of does that, and then he just goes bonk and just stops. Yeah. And it doesn't even feel like it's that hard for them to stop him either. Like there are you know there's you know in clashes of forwards, you can see a forward that's just fucking motoring at a hundred miles an hour, and he hits the line and bam doesn't make any impression because they you know they managed to put on a good tackle to stop yeah, him. That's it. He's not. It doesn't feel like there's even that threat. He's there's no there's, there's no speed. Um, he's not the big. He's not a huge guy anyway. No, he's not. and so he's not. You know, he can't just like bust through with the sheer size. Yeah, it's you, just. You've got to assume that nothing. one of the reasons you bought Nate Miles is for his experience and a little bit of leadership. Yeah, so we'll if, show it. If he's not giving that out on the field, then what? Then what's he for? Then then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get get a younger pair of boots out there. There's plenty of there's plenty of you know great clubmen. That you could have that would still fucking contribute on the field, you know. Yep. Uh, Lewis Brown, you know, he's not much chop. Scored a try. I mean, to be honest, I thought that could have been held up too. Um, so, yeah. Look, I don't have a lot good to say at the moment. And yeah, and the worst thing for me <coughs> that actually really disturbs me is that there's like a part of me that just really fucking enjoys it. Really fucking like very very enjoyable. Yeah. To see this Trent Barrett era being such a fucking shambles because fuck the pens and and it's funny you don't realise that you know deep down you don't realise you know how you feel about something until you feel it <laughs> the perfect example in the context of this show was I remember in 2012 the grand final I was just like fuck this shithead grand final two cunt sides that I don't give a fuck about I hope they both lose you know I hope every player on both sides get injured and they have to call it off through some major calamity yep like, I hope fucking Bane comes out and blows up the fucking stadium. That's like, you know, Storm versus Dogs, right? Then, you know, I'm like, fuck, well, I'm going to have to do a show on it next week, so I'm going to have to sit down and watch this shit, and I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'll fucking watch it. Sure enough, the game starts, and I find myself, like... Emotionally invested. Wa- wanting the Storm to win. <laughs> and this was a really fucking weird feeling. Like, like it was it was a weird, shameful... And that's when I realised that I hate the Dogs more than I hate the Storm. Yep. And I would never, if like, intellectually, you had asked me that question, I would have said Storm hands down every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. And maybe that's reversed now, too. Like, you know, but I think the Storm, with them, you know, being a lesser side, you know, than they have been, it's probably, you know, still, you know, still the case. Yep. But it was like that. It's, it's like, this, you, know, I, you know, I thought I was over this Tubi thing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Pray not. <laughs> the fact that I can enjoy seeing Trent Barrett in the box just absolutely fucking clueless like what the fuck am I doing that gives me such pleasure 
And like, I wish they'd put the camera on the pens as well and fuckhead Zorba the hut as well, just so I could see those cunts and see see them going, oh, Jesus Christ, what have we done here? Yeah, maybe Toos was right. <laughs> what would Toos do with this club? Because the thing, I'm not seeing much manly fucking behaviour out of this out of this side. Like, you know, the the, the, the culture that the club is famous for. So, um, yeah, better fucking do something, bitches. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Twitter, Mario Siegs. Nate Miles looks like he couldn't bend a line set up by Mitchell Pierce using Rupert Murdoch's credit card. Ooh, damn. Yeah, but I mean, like... You know that Mitchell Pierce, you know, if he, if he was, if Mitchell Pierce were to be involved in something like that, oh, it's a big if. Disclaimer, disclaimer, allegedly. Like, yeah, he'd probably fucking, yeah, he'd be the type of guy that fucking rack up some powerful fucking lines. I mean, I think it's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you considering Nate Miles, where he played last last year as well. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's... I I think his ability to handle those sorts of lines would be, you know, he, I think he'd be fairly up for it. You're um, obviously talking about tram lines, given the yeah, Gold Coast new light rail system. Light rail, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Devon Head, if hat tricks warrant origin talk, how did Lottie Takiri earn selection? <laughs> this was my favourite tweet of the whole round. <laughs> so he, so so Dev throws that tweet out like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna smack this has been and just give him a little fucking little clip around the ear on Twitter and just have a joke at his expense until Lottie Takiri comes back. Goes oh you know it's through like consistent play consistent consistent play, footy yeah champ. Play, yeah like it's just footy champ and then then oh. was like oh you know yeah he he dropped he the time was week in league out of the reply yeah the, his tone sorry was, Mr. Gary I didn't mean to sorry, offend you Mr. Mr. Gary <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it was great I'm sure Lottie felt relevant again. For thirty-seven seconds, I can just imagine this iPhone. The, prob- the problem is, I understand. I understand where Trotters was coming from with the hat trick thing and trying to hit him with the hat trick. Thing is, Lottie doesn't know about the hat trick thing. He doesn't know that there's a website has had, you know has Lottie scored a hat trick yet. dot com. He didn't. He doesn't know that shit. So, so it's kind. Of, so it's kind of lost. It's kind of lost on him. Best day of my life when he retired because I didn't have to fucking keep updating it for oh, the new year. That's phenomenal. Um, but Lottie doesn't know about that in joke. He, 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 so he's just like, oh, he's this fucking guy that's fucking coming to smack me in the chops for no reason. <laughs> that was that was the tweet of the round. Yeah, the yeah. The thing is, uh, Trot should have doubled down on it though, and just like, but the problem is, you can't say shit to Lottie. He had a successful career, and sure, it was. Yeah, you know, he had his terrible times at the Tigers, and, and yeah. even at, and at South, at the point where his career was pretty much over, he, he still he, he still came, he still managed to find his way in the side on, on the grand final day yeah. and actually played really well, <laughs> especially defensively. Yeah. In a side that won the grand final that oh. year. So there's not a lot you can really say about Lottie. <laughs> While he was still at the Tigers and not scoring hat tricks, by all means, yeah. you could you could just ha- hammer him nonstop. But um, the fact that he actually ended his, his career in fairly glorious <laughs> fashion, it's it, it makes it kind of hard to come at him. Uh, Stuart Marler. Love seeing the Tigers doing well, but is the elephant in the room the fact they've been doing it without Farah? Well, when Farad comes back, and he will come back. He will come back. When he is fit to play, he will come back into the side. Yes. That'll be a true test. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And the thing is, I don't think that, I don't think that as far as like just positional stuff, I don't think he's going to have a, a detrimental effect at all because, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from the halves and Teddy. It's not coming. It's not coming yeah. from Hooker. Look, the, the However, only, the only negative effect Robbie's going to have is if he goes, he turns on the Origin Robbie switch. Yeah, and he wants to try and kick a forty twenty to win the game on the last play. Yeah, 
it kicks it out on the full. Yep. That's yep. going to be how he affects the team. Or if they need a field goal to win, for example, and he passes it to fucking Tim Grant. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Peter Wallace. You cunt of a fucking man. Um, I was thinking more of Robbie Farrow in the origin when he should have fucking passed it to... Oh, he should have, but that's exactly yeah. what Peter Wallace is. <laughs> Still sore. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing well with this Peter, Peter Wallace thing, are you? Uh, I, you know what? I saw him... Um, talking with and I don't know who it was um, in post office square just before he ended up at Penrith okay and my mate Dan looked at the guy he was with and so, yeah, is that the Canterbury yeah, yeah Canterbury yep. Dan uh, looked at the guy he was with and said I swear he's from your club I swear and I said nah nah fuck off nah 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 and if I'd have known that that's what they were most probably discussing I would have gone over there and put his eye out with a fucking fork <laughs> It, oh, <laughs> yeah. You had your chance. Uh, Jim Man Bear Pig. Dylan Walker played like Corey Norman's cunt cousin. <laughs> the Dylan Walker experience. This is not. This is another one of fucking Trentius's amazing. Look, I get that you want Dylan Walker to be five. Yeah, and you know what? Dylan Walker probably wants to be five eight. He wants to be, and Jamie Lyon probably doesn't want to be. But you know what? Jamie Lyons getting older and he's losing his pace. If only there was a position you could put him where he fucking has excelled in the past and doesn't need to be covering fast outside backs. Yeah. And if only you had a ready-made um, representative level centre with which to replace him in his position. Oh, what a problem to have. I wonder if there is a solution to it. Yes. <sighs> Write a letter. Although Dylan Walker couldn't... <laughs> no one can fucking cover up that fucking scourge out there on the right fucking willy arm though 0-13 in his NRL career that wow. cunt he's actually a curse maybe Barrett's a fucking fantastic coach and maybe Uppy's an amazing fucking player and all his other cunts are great too maybe maybe they're fantastic and it's just this little fucking little voodoo doll he's, he's the bastard child of Robert Louis and Blake Ferguson maybe he's him every time he crosses that fucking white line onto the field maybe it's like you know they're sticking fucking you know voodoo pins into fucking Manly Seagull's fucking scrotum area forcing him not to you know forget how to play football oh that's phenomenal I tell ya it's become my new Chris Bailey <laughs> uh, and, there, and there was uh, the biggest tiger on Twitter um, I don't I don't know if he wants his name mentioned. He's kind of an incognito sort of dude uh, because of his profession. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. We had a, uh, a, a taco bet. Uh, El Loco, I've got to buy him a taco now. And uh, Oh, he DM'd me about that as well. Yes, yeah, so, I'm down for your taco bet. Yeah, so so that's so that's, that's cool. Um, and you get extra avocado on it with the 13 plus with that late try. And um, the thing is, I stipulated it has to be the mystery meat one because I don't, I don't know if you've been to El Loco before, mm. but they've got like, you know, like prawn tacos and, you know, like pork and the rest of it, chicken mm. and everything. But then they've got this one that's like a, like a special or something. And it depends what it, whatever they're doing that uh, day or whatever. Okay. And so it could be like, you know, like a... Uh, like tongue or like it's nothing disgusting it's just yeah. like something it's just like you know like it's just, it's just not be what you it's just like awful or something you know it's like you know a bit off the beaten track yep. and so geez I hope on the first weekend of October in 2016 at El Loco I hope it's something like fucking elephant scrotum <laughs> fucking <laughs> and uh yeah chew it all up <laughs> Previews kicking off on uh, Thursday Night Football. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Sydney Roosters up at 1,300 teeth. 
Let me just open my uh, League Live. League Live. To League Live, sir. Um, as you said, uh, which I agree with in the, the reviews of last week, you'd hate to be the team that gets North Queensland. And just so happens it's the Roosters playing North Queensland back at home, um, still without the majority of the uh, the players they, they had out. So um, my money's on North Queensland. I think North Queensland, uh, well, as, as I said before, like I pity the fools who come up against them. It's a home game. They would have been embarrassed by yep. the performance. I mean, it was it was embarrassing. Um, Roosters, for all the reasons why they lost that game against uh, against the Raiders, it's it's a it's a tough away trip for yeah. the best of them. Yep. Cowboys are stinging. Team-wise, you know, selection-wise, you know, is is fine. They've got you know everyone at the table that they want to have. There's no excuses. I think the Cowboys are going to win. If the Cowboys are to lose this game and play in a similar fashion to to they did the, the way they did against the the Eels, then the questions start. You know, then you start thinking, well, okay, that's a couple of weeks in a row where they've been you know off their best. The only way the Cowboys yeah. lose this game is if the entire team has contracted the Zika virus. Okay. So you're saying it's an unlikely situation? Yes. I, I see. Okay, I'm, I am going to go with the Cowboys. I think that there's uh, almost, a bit, almost the, the lock of the round, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bank, Canary Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Eels. ANZ Stadium. Yeah, based on form, this is going to be a tough one. Um, I think Doggies are going great. Doggies are going great. And I think that if it gets down to a, a battle of grit, I think the Doggies are going to edge home. I think they've got enough in them to wear down Parramatta, uh, and it's probably the the one of the games of the round. I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. This one, when both sides are in good form, and uh, and you know, and both bandwagons are fully engaged, mm. I mean they can they can pull a crowd. It's actually quite a quite a good yeah. a good occasion. Um, you know, a bit of a you know localish sort of you know derby sort of westy battle, but um. Look, I, 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 know, I think the doggies are going all right at the moment. They they left it really late against the Panthers, uh, and that kind of shocked me a little bit. The way when they fell behind, I was kind of thinking, "Well, fuck," you know, they're not who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they got the ship righted and they came back. Uh, they won the game. I think I'm, I'm not convinced about the Eels yet. I still think that was more down to the Cowboys playing diabolically. Uh, so at this stage, and you know, until further notice, you have to go with the dogs. The other thing, I don't think I mentioned it in the, in the, the match wrap up earlier, but fucking Hopper Junior is actually starting to come on again. Oh, actually, playing on Dez. Why would he's, he? He's actually, as it turns out, it wasn't like the Mormon mission shit that, that actually yeah. killed him. It was actually the eels. Yep, that's so, it. So that was interesting. I didn't think he'd ever be back, and I mean, he's not. He's not. He's still not what he was, but he's certainly better than he was at the eels already. Yeah, so, um, and yeah, he's a good kid. So yeah, good on him. Yeah. No, I think the uh, I think the dogs will grind him out on Friday night. Newcastle Knights take on the Canberra Raiders at Hunter Canberra by a thousand. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. See, it, the longer this winless thing and, um, yeah. and awfulness from the Newcastle Knights goes on, I, yeah, the more the more danger they are of knocking over a side that they should lose to. And th- this one, um, whilst if if I was putting money on this game, I would put it on Canberra. Uh, if I had to tip one upset of the round, this could be, this the, be yeah. Canberra maybe being a little bit complacent. Yep. Uh, still without their recognised halves. Yep. Um, it it's going to be hard to follow up the gutsy performance. 
Um, yeah, and, plus and, their and it goes. Yeah, and it goes it goes back to what we we're saying about you know they've had spurts like this over a couple of seasons, yeah. and so you know the time has come if they're serious that they need to keep these you know this consistent sort of level up, win or lose. The application and the uh, uh, you know has to be there yep. for the entire you know for the entire game. So this is a this is a big test for you know for a side that is just experiencing good form you know for some of them for the first time, mm. and to come against a team that people know is absolutely diabolical, yeah. um, with just edge defence of just pure hopelessness. I mean, yeah, that that could be your undoing. Did you ever see fucking the Uate Parte? Like having like such a sharp drop off, like a like a, a Nathan Merritt esque. You seen his fucking haircut lately? Well, I mean, he's never been a, a doyen of fucking you know quality and yeah, and, but and when, uh, you're, when you're scoring a million tries, yeah. Well, yeah, you can look like a muggler then. Do whatever the fuck you want. Wear silver fucking boots. Exactly. Do what you want. Exactly. But at the moment, he looks like Mister T. Fuck Diana Ross. <laughs> that probably happened though. Yeah, it probably has, but, you know, they didn't let their kid grow up and play for Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think Amber will get this one. Jalen Feeney, fucking hopeless too. He's worse than Willie Arm. Um, Penrith Panthers take on the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp. I presume you're going to be in there for that? Um, it's actually a Penrith. It's got Suncorp on the thing I'm looking at here, okay. Well, yeah, of course, how, how can it not... Yeah, it literally has Suncorp in front of me. I have to go... This is the problem. I didn't go to League Live. Yeah. I, fuck, I, I fucking played myself. <laughs> Dead set. Um, I, oh, I apologise, League Live. Um, again, I think that we can stick with Brisbane for yeah, maybe paddle. 60 minutes, uh, as we will do with most teams under Anthony Griffin. We have fantastic 60-minute spurts. Um, if if Matt Moylan's back, has he been named? Uh, looking, looking at the lineup, and I do not believe yeah, he so, has been. Look, he's probably that little bit of creative spark that we need to really start start thinking about even challenging these, these top-tier teams. Um, it's going to be tough being, being 0 from 3, but I can't see us getting over this Broncos side. Yeah, I th- at this stage of the season, like I mean, Penrith are not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, and the Broncos aren't you know, absolutely killing it either. But they're doing what has to be done, yeah. and I still think that that's going to be that'll be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think the time's coming where it's going to be some big test for them. But you know, if you if you guys can, you know, sort of pull out the first half like you did last week, there's no reason why you can't be in it up to your eyeballs and then. Unless anybody runs at Peter Wallace, if he's forced to make any tackles at all. Yeah, so you just, I mean, you just got, there's just no better options. Peachy was named in there. Um, well, he's named in, he's named in, in five, you know, five-eighth this week. Yeah, And so, Wallace in nine. Yeah. Um, look, as as long as in training, it's made quite clear that, that Wallace isn't at number nine for his decision-making abilities. He's there because they need a warm body to fill yeah, the jersey. so, um, and, and if Sowie takes over... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, again, I don't, I don't think we're enough to beat the Broncos. The Gold Coast Titans take on the West Tigers at uh, Hope Solo Coliseum. Um, purely based on form, the Tigers are going into this one on a high. Uh, and given that they, uh, you know, had not not fantastic but fair opportunity uh, opposition in Manly. 
on Monday night. I, I think, pretty average. I think that they'll uh, they'll relish getting to throw the ball around a little bit again with the Gold Coast. Um, purely based on form, I think West will get them, and I think they'll get them thirteen plus. Yeah, I think I think West Tigers will win again because uh, you know, gee, soft draw at this time. At this time, they're the winners of the soft draw prize. But um, look, with the Titans, if they can apply themselves and stick in the game, you know, for as long as they did against the Storm, the West Tigers aren't as good as the Storm. The West Tigers are the t- sort of team that, when confronted by you know, when being challenged for that kind of period of game, they could they could let a team back in. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd. It's really hard to see where the points come from with the Titans because they have some really good pieces in, in place, but there's just so many shit ones too that it just makes it, you know, it's just it's just tough. And I mean, yeah, it's like I can, I can see them hanging in there for a while and this is the sort of game, one of those ones where they, they get up and win. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just not comfortable tipping them, so I'm going to have to go with West. It'll be heartbreaking for Queensland Tigers fans. To have, see having them on such an incline, feeling feeling like you know, and then getting down to Hope Solo to watch the team, as I know they will. Well, th- this is the thing when you when you've declined for so long, you kind of ask yourself, well, how can how can we possibly decline? Well, the answer is get back up that hill a little bit. Yep. And then within a season, let it slip away. Do what you need to do. Exactly. Yeah. That's how Tigers decline for fifth straight year. The Warriors take on the Storm. Mount Smart, um, Sunday Arvo. Again, at this stage of the season, all, all you can go on is form. I haven't seen anything out of the Warriors yet that leads me to believe they're going to have any sort of massive improvement in the space of a yep. week. I think the only way Melbourne lose this game is if Cooper Cronk's too busy trying to decide whether with the current exchange rate he's better off to buy his hair product duty-free at New Zealand or, uh, or wait till he gets back to Melbourne yep. to buy his grease there but um, Melbourne have got too much experience and, and too much talent across the park and I think the Warriors are, are still in there trying to find themselves dropsy stage where there's more rocks than diamonds early stage of seasons very hard to assess you know team teams 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 especially ones that have been down on what you'd expect them to be and so for that reason you just have to go with the Storm because they've shown that you know They've got a fairly, you know, fairly consistent side, and uh, and they're going to sort of, you know, they can perform to a certain level. They can perform for eighty minutes. The Warriors, who fucking knows, this could be the game. Yeah, you know, one of these weeks is going to be the game where the Warriors turn it back and look like they did in the middle, you know, the three quarter mark. Fifty on. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe not 50, but you have, like, this amazing fucking Sean Johnson shit where he's got the ball on a string, and, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, Tuvasa Shek's dousing him around again and yeah. leaving people grasping at air and looking Isaac amazing. Bruce breaking people's legs again. <laughs> he's just spearing people you know, on his way to a coat hanger and people on the way to another few weeks' holiday. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think you've got to go to Storm this stage. I don't think it's going to be this week. Yep. Oh, and, and, and McFaddius has put Con- Connie on the on the extended bench in number 23 oh, just to give the poor cunt, like, you know, the, this little crack in the door, like, <laughs> oh, the light's there, I can see the light, just before he gets brutally thumped down and they put some shit cunt like Jonathan Wright in his place. Um, St. George of Dragons take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs Sunday Arvo at the SCG. Yeah, very often I've seen it um, in football that, that a game's pretty much the product of the attitudes that both teams come out of the previous week with. Yep. Uh, and I think this one will be a good example of that. Souths will be on a, a big high after posting 
big scores. Um, Dragons got uh, got fairly well schooled mm-hmm. by Cronulla, uh, and and on their day, I think Souths have have even more points in them than Cronulla did. So uh, I don't expect things to be any uh, any happier for Dragons fans. Unfortunately, uh, I think Souths will, will get away with this one again. Thirteen plus. Yeah, I think Souths will win this one easy. Um, Josh Dugan named a fullback after the Kurt Mann debacle last week. Josh Dugan hasn't he done his hammy again? Yeah, this this is the thing. He's apparently something. You know, will he even play? Yeah. So un- unless last week was just like a hard. It's the hardest thing on Tuesday to think about. You know what a final lineup of teams going to be because yeah. the Dragons haven't named any shadow players or any of that. But everything indicates that Dugan will be hard pressed to play. So yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to be. Um, and then you get teams like the Warriors that have like 23 player squad that they fucking just throw out there. Um, Monday night foot bitch again. Mighty Manly Seagulls on Monday night, um, taking on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Brookvale Oval. Um, the Manly side has been named identical to last week, which <laughs> it, it means that Barrett is an absolute fucking joke, a retard, spastic, fucking oh. shittest fucking coach ever. Or it's just Tuesday and there'll be changes made. You know, type of changes that hopefully would would be that um, you know, Appy goes to New South Wales Cup, Parcel goes on full time, uh, Blake Leary comes back into the side after being one of the best players in in round one and then inexplicably dropped to Reggie's week two. Nathan Green can fuck off if you need to have another if you need if you must have a fucking ranger in the side. Make it Tommy Simons. Green can fuck off. Um, how far away is is uh, Jamie Bureau too? Just quietly. Like, he can, can fuck off Lewis Brown, put Bure in. You know, if you, I mean, if you're going to play Jake Turbo as a as a lock, you can play him in the second row. And if I can put, uh, you know, bring lock on for uh, Jamie Bure. There's so much improvement in in that side based on better selections. So, um, yeah. But if they don't, big fucking if. If there's no if the, if those changes to the side aren't in the ballpark of what I suggested, particularly Matty Parcell starting, then fuck even a shit side like the Sharks is going to have a good win. End of. Yeah, yeah, I think the Sharks will get away with this one as well. Um, I can't see too many changes to that Manly team. Well, they'd want to be, but I don't think there's going to be. No, I, I don't think there will be either, and. And the way Cronulla's outside backs performed uh, last weekend, um, you know, you you didn't even get to see the full effect of uh, of old mate Bird move to to fullback. He played most of his game in the centres, so, so they've got lots of options when it comes to the outside backs, and that seems to be where the majority of Manly's weaknesses are defensively. Um, so I think Cronulla will get it. It'll be close, and I think they'll get it one to twelve. But I think the Sharks will come away with it. And uh, Brett Stewart, you know, anytime, anytime you want to fucking stitch those hammies up, you know, by all means, mate, you know, don't, don't rush, you know, in your own time. Uh, yeah, sooner the fucking better. That is full time for episode 213. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also, make sure we're going to say this is one of the last times. You know, 
tell people your Twitter account uh, at JARTV. Mm. I, I still love the, the JAR TV. Like the way. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, we're also on Facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league uh, so yeah share the post around hit the like button all that good shit helps spread the word iTunes two reviews this week the first one is from Mr. Plagways I don't know what that is but it's five stars hilarious take on what happens each week in the NRL great podcast guys love the Twitter in jokes and the nicknames for the players stadiums game nights etc love your work keep it up thank you sir well done. Uh, and then we've got one from um, Five Patty Burger. America born, Aussie strong, five stars. The only thing that consoles me knowing that there might be a giant wall built south of me locking out the Mexicans is the fact that I could still listen to This Week in League. You can keep Hillary and the Donald. I'm hopping down under and voting Twill all night long, baby. <laughs> now, we know someone very well in Texas. And uh, I'm pretty sure that must be his iTunes alias. <laughs> so thank you, Jay. The other Jay. And uh, seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review. Um, obviously, if, you, if you're not on the uh, iOS platform, it makes it harder to do the iTunes review thing. Although you could definitely sign in and have an iTunes account and sign in and, and drop us a review on there. But, you know, if you're an Android guy, then just, uh, you know, just would greatly appreciate things like, you know, when you retweet the show posts and share the shit on Facebook and all that sort of thing. And just dropping us tweets after games and stuff as well. I mean, Melbourne and uh, Titans fans, I'm, you know, I'm specifically looking at you guys. Terrible effort this week. Everyone else, A+. Plus. I'm looking at people who aren't Melbourne or Titans fans, but watch the game. Just to tweet about it. Tweet. Yeah, tweet exactly. away. You don't need to be a fan. Well, I mean, this week it'll probably be okay because I have Tigers ones, you know, going, oh, God, let's go. Fucking run TMB. Oh, fucking run TMB. Asterisk fucking blah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Supercoach. Let's uh, have a look at the group this week. And it's uh, Ram and Robbo, who's up the front at the moment. And... Uh, narrowly over Toto's Terrors and we've got uh, Fiji and Eels Too Much Tuners NZ underscore Magpie 54 Puds Picks The Pool Sharks Silver Foxes Mr. B and Ives Seagulls and so there's about half a dozen of those names that were you know up there you know thereabouts in the top 10 last year too so good consistency folks tipping Lemon is number one well actually he's number one you know by for and against basically because we have a log jam I believe there's even more than 10 people on the same amount of points after the first two rounds Jeez. but I've just got the top 10 so top 10 as it stands at the moment uh, with differential the only difference um, you have Lemon Terry G Gaza Wonga David Kingston Simo Ali Mikus One-Eyed Tiger underscore Solzy Red Bull Raiders and Bend like Bendem like Fooey Fooey so obviously you can see there's uh, some Parramatta and uh, Canberra fans that have come up just by virtue of the fact that they've tipped their sides and they're actually not shit this year. Good stuff. Um, and yeah, that's it. So we got time for long episode. You're just welcome. You like it, Twill Nation. Yep, they love the, they love they love the long episode. Me, me personally. Well, actually, I don't really care about the length of the episode. I mean, it goes for as long as it goes, and sometimes, you know. For example, I, you know, I kind of in my head, I think, yeah, about two hours is the right length of the show. We've gone about half an hour over this week, and I'll put that down entirely to the fact that I probably spent about half an hour calling Willie Arm a cunt, and I regret nothing. I stand by it, in fact. Lovely. And if he's on Twitter, hit me up with his fucking handle. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, got some home truths that need to be said. Now, if Trent Barrett ever gets on Twitter, it's going to make the f- <laughs> It's going to make what I did to Tom Greenberg look like cybersex. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I couldn't stand to see Barry cry. That'd be mean. Slap that motherfucker in his mouth if he doesn't start. He needs to. He, there needs to be an investigation into who's got the goat picks now that that allow you know because he used to joke back in the day that Luke Williamson and uh, you know, he had the goat picks of Desi and you know, so kept getting picked in the side for you know, explicably. But the difference is like you know the Cougar. He's a, he's a nice guy. Oh, Willow. But, um, yeah. Mm. None of these Penrith imports are nice guys. I'm sure they're all really shit cunts. And, oh. uh... They seem to be working out at West. Yeah. Maybe they just know how to, uh, get teams to do They're not being coached. <laughs> See? The problem is, it starts from the top. <laughs> Maybe Barrett will get sacked uh. and then we can get Ivan Cleary in. That'd be a worthwhile Penrith import. Yeah, I'd be very happy if I was you and you, you ended up with Ives. It's a race to see who... It's a race between New Zealand and Manly to see who can yeah. sack their coach first and get Cleary. <laughs> I think New Zealand will win easily. Yeah. Because I think the Pens are so invested in their course of action that they'll um they'll stick with fucking Barrett to the death. Yeah, at least throw, to, throw good money after bad. At least to the death of this season. Just so... That, I mean, there's always... It, it, if he fails, it's going to be egg on their face anyway. Yep. But they're going to fucking... They're going to ride this fucker until the wheels fall off, I think. Yep, spot on. But, um... Yeah, fuck them too. Cunts. Uh, Talk to you next week. On that note. <laughs> we out. Chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC. On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls. Ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213.